No intro music. You guys don't get to hear any intro music this time. I'm sorry. It's sad because I love that song. It does kind of get me in the mood sometimes to hear the music ahead of time and be able to go dance to it. You need to download it on there. I really should. No, no one can hear you, Jess. I was just saying, I can't turn hear on your mic, turn Jess. Turn oh, off. I turned it off. There we go. I think the gen turned. I think our guest Jen turned it off because she was using it. Because she's considerate, unlike some other people that I know. So I was Shut saying, up! Don't I'm look at saying. me. It's weird when you say there's no music when you're going back and listening to episodes, and there's actually music playing. Over I know, the but time, it's so. there's no music for, for us, us, which is which is really the important piece. It's like the Twilight. And zone. why is there no music for us, Christopher? Michael? because we are a Mountain West cidery. Yay! Um, and uh, we've had some cider because we did our interview first. Um, and it's been delicious. Uh, but we're here with two Jesses today. So this is the New Utah podcast, by the way. Uh, this is episode 63. We are almost to retirement time, folks. Yay. <laughs> Just a couple more years. This is early retirement, I think, where you get screwed 62. on social security. But post-retirement, we're all working at Walmart as a greeter. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. All of us are going to be screwed when it comes to this age. We're, we're going to keep continue working unless well, we manage to save properly. Let's be honest, Chris. You and I will never stop working. No, I can't. Someone asked me, my, my buddy Greg asked me the other day, um, if I, you know, when we sell the company, if I, you know, if I become a millionaire, will I continue to work? And I said, yeah. Well, you said you'd probably go back to school. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's again. there's probably a year or two that I'm going to work and transition. And, and then I'd, I'd probably take a few years off and go back to school. But let's be honest, even if you made a million dollars, that's not going to last the rest of your life. Shit, that'll last two years <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> wow, you're, what are you spending that money on? Uh, I hope it's me. Hookers and blow. I'll get you a hooker That's and some not, blow. I don't. Uh, no. You can. No. You can <laughs> I don't like that plan. Little magic mic action for you, Bree. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Some gigolo. Should we get you uh, Deuce Bigelow? <laughs> he is the ultimate <laughs> Deuce Bigelow. Mel Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't hear you because you keep turning your mic Sorry, off. Sorry, he's there coming we. to Comic Con. <laughs> You don't want to hear me anyways. Uh, you know, I, I saw that and I wasn't exactly happy because he's a freaking vax, anti-vax guy. I know. And I know when he gets on stage, he's just going to start spouting his anti-vax I just want to go out here and go, ah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to say I'm sorry to listeners. If you're an anti-vaxxer, you're a moron. There's I'm, a reason why polio is not around. Yeah. My grandpa had polio. Chicken pox was pretty much eradicated. And you... Bastards have brought it back. <laughs> I got whooping cough. You know why? Because you motherfuckers don't vaccinate your babies. <laughs> I shouldn't have had to be vaccinated for whooping cough. I didn't need that. No, I needed to be as an adult. But still, if your babies would have been vaccinated, I would have never got it. Don't let your babies grow up to have polio or whooping cough or smallpox. Maybe that'll come back. Some more blankets, <laughs> spread them around. See, you you walk away, Bree, to uh, take a call and see what happens. We start talking about smallpox. Well, Sean was just asking if she could stay out until midnight, and I said, "Well, you're not allowed to drive past ten, And she said somebody else was driving, so I'm like, "Well, yeah, of course you can." Yeah, well, that's her curfew for now. <laughs> for now. So we do have with us the yes. other Jess. So two Jesses. We have the lovely, you Say know, hello. Jess, and then the other lovely Jess. So. No, it's not on. Hello. There we there go. There we go. Is. I thought I heard her laugh earlier, but not very loud, and I thought it was just me. <laughs> Mountain West Cider Jess. Yes. So what? What is? So we we are going to talk to Jen and uh, and Jeff, uh, the proprietors of this fine establishment. What What is your job here, Jess? I get the impression that you actually she's run the, the place. picture taker. She's the one that makes stuff happen. <laughs> yeah. 
she's the Jess of she's the Jess oh, of Mount just like our Cider, Jess. just like our Jess. So maybe it is the name Jess. It is. It is. Yeah, we make things happen. Awesome right? Jesses. <laughs> um, I um I do I do marketing for them. So yep. I just started actually in May, and so I'm pretty new here, but it's been awesome. And so doing events and social media and all things. I mean and. Everyone here just pitches in with everything, so a so little bit of everything. You're on their Twitter and Facebook and yep. all the she other. She is the Jess. <laughs> so if they if they say something offensive, you know where it came from. It's, yeah, it's it'll you. be me. <laughs> <laughs> they kept looking to her every time they'd say something like, can, "Is that what? Did we say it correctly? Did I say Snapchat right?" Is that? <laughs> yeah, she did keep looking at me the whole time. <laughs> She's like, are we allowed to talk about Snapchat or is this like Fight Club? She's like, is this is this what I should be talking about? Because the first rule of Snapchat is you just that take is the pic- only That is the only way our 17-year-old daughter communicates. everything. It does not matter. So when Snapchat first came out, like it was the universal... This is dick pic porn. Like this is how you take this is how you take a dick pic and send it to someone because they can't save it. Well, that's like because you can screen cap your phone. Mm-hmm. So there's the first problem. But that's not really like I totally thought that's what it was going to turn out to be. But no, it's not Tinder. It's uh, so see, 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 I'm old and I will admit that I still don't get the Snapchat. So do what your do you kids do? You use t- it? You take a picture. You write words on it. You, you take a picture someone. of your dinner and say, mm, fish." No. No, it's not Twitter. Some people are really good at it, and some people. Yeah, I mean, I'm still learning myself. I am so, no young spring I, I will chicken. Say this, <laughs> I, I will say this: I enjoy Snapchat, right? Yeah. And what I enjoy about it, one is I can kind of keep up on my daughters' lives, especially as they've they've moved off, because they post. You can send messages, and so text messaging went down. You should not do that near a, a mic, there, babe. It's really loud. <laughs> She's teaching me the ways <laughs> of the Snapchatters. So. The way it's my daughter uses it, it's text. It's basically text, which I know is still a tough technology if, if for Jeremy. I, no, Jeremy uses text all the time. <laughs> he just text. can't do group text. But yeah, I so they, they use it to text. So when Snapchat came out, our texting rates went from the girls were texting like legit like twenty thousand messages a month to a hundred and fifty, and those messages were were all to us or her parents, and and it's all Snapchat. And Sean was pushing our data every month. Because of Snapchat, and she didn't understand that every time she sent a picture, it's, it's data sending a picture across data. So it's or sucking your data. When she takes a video of herself, it's data, and so she's doing that at school. And so, so instead we, of just texting, you have to take a picture. Mm-hmm. It's much. all about I mean, the images these days. You can't. You can't fail. Well, and it's not even good <laughs> images. It's like it's, like Cassie sends. It's the like floor. pictures of the floor. Yeah, like she'll so just take a picture of the floor because she doesn't want to take a picture of herself. So, but I go into the stories area and I actually, you can read a lot. If you like celebrity gossip bullshit and you like pictures of like models and stuff, Snapchat's the way to go because the like UK Daily Mail and a whole bunch of other sites do a ton of stuff on Snapchat. So I just figured out the tumblers. That's, Why are you using Tumblr? That's all porno. <laughs> what the hell, dude? Tumblr is free porno. That's no, all Tumblr it's, is No, it's anymore. not really actually good for that anymore either. They've changed their format. Tumblr is like MySpace, I guess, like Tumblr, right? Tumblr, like two years ago, was nothing but pornographic images. Like you'd 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 go into Tumblr and you'd look up like like better than sex cake, and it would be nothing but cum shots. <laughs> Why would you look for that on Tumblr, anyways? Yeah, Why would you to look see that a picture on to see a picture of it because you have to sign into Pinterest. Yeah, you don't have to pay for that. Which, <laughs> <laughs> no, Pinterest. and now you have to sign into Tumblr if you want to get uh, past see, like three pictures. That sucks. 
and I hate that when I do a web search <sighs> and it pulls up a Pinterest thing, because I'm sorry, but 90% of the stuff on Pinterest does not turn out the way it looks. That is true. <laughs> That's why there's Pinterest fails. Yes. That yes. is true. It's just not the right place to find that stuff. It's like tasty. Uh, the, that Facebook I'll just stick with Twitter. That's the only one that I like have figured out and <laughs> can use. That, you know why? Because it's one button. Even just, Facebook. There, there's, so, three, so. there's three options for Jeremy. Reply, send it exactly <laughs> as is, or like it. I, I suck at Facebook. They keep changing it. I, so, like, your kids. Like, I know that your kids have, like, a way more restricted life than my kids. So, do they not do these things? Oh, yeah, they do that stuff. I just don't even know how. Like, I just, uh, some of the stuff that I just have, I just your, do it because it's. Your daughters it, are sending it doesn't, just because your kids do it, it doesn't mean that, you know, my no, dad just no. joined Facebook like a year ago. No. But so, I like to, I like yeah, but, to do, I like to follow them because I learned so much about their lives. This is the thing. You're a grown ass adult. When Am you I have, though? when you have kids <laughs> in school still, you should be paying attention to what shit they're posting on social media. Mm-hmm. Because Jeremy's daughters are out here like hooking on Facebook. <laughs> And he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to monitor their Snapchats as they're sending out stories of like, "Look at my hot booby line." <laughs> yeah, I suck. You go at that home and stuff. think about that. Just let that sink. And then in. you ask your wife. You ask Heather. I think Don't I'll drink te- some more cider. <laughs> Do not tell Heather that it came from me because we had a bonding experience when you came really home because it's not on a podcast that like Heather it doesn't can be listen listened to. There's no way Heather listens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> I know Heather. We bonded, by the way. So Jeremy came over to our house Friday night to look at our uh, bathroom. Got to, to play in the shower with Bree. Yeah, to, <laughs> basically. <laughs> because our bathroom sucks downstairs and we're trying to remodel it. So Jeremy came over, him and his wife, for, for dinner and uh, to, to do that. And I paid, Heather, his, paid his services with food yeah, that Heather, I didn't make that Chris did. Heather and I bonded. So you guys went down into the bathroom to start looking at stuff after dinner. And I'm sitting down next to Heather at the counter and I go, well, it's time for the men to go do their work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, us ladies can just chat. And so we, we chatted for a while and <laughs> talked about how neither of us actually like doing those kinds of projects. And there was no gratification when they were done that like, I, don't I accomplished this. I get that this. though. Like, I feel so accomplished when I do something. Nope. I'm like, ah, oh, it's done. I don't have to like do it Like when I anymore. tiled the floor, like I wanted to show everybody, like, look at the floor that I tiled. <laughs> My level of accomplishment is it's done. I don't have to the do The cupboards. It. I was like, look at these cupboards. I totally refinished. And I'm like, that took like six months. Well, yeah, but that was, that was, that was because I stopped doing it for several months. We, we had no doors in our kitchen. You should go to my house and see all the things I do. But Just I, a shit. Too. How do your roommates feel about it? Who cares? It's her house. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you don't like it, get the fuck out. I can find someone else. I do it once a year anyway. How often do you change roommates, Jess? Is it is it about once a year, or are you like? It depends, doesn't it? Like hold if they on to them for longer, pretend like they're dead. It just depends on their what they're doing. Well, yeah. Like if they pay rent and they're not doing drugs in my house, they can stay. Sure. Have you ever had to kick anybody out? Yes, I have. Put three holes. times. Putting never, holes in walls. Never bring home hookers. <laughs> uh, good for them. <laughs> I just asking if they did. I don't, I don't know where they're going to find them in Eagle Mountain, but. Oh, dude, there are hookers. In if the they do, house. more power to them. That's down, impressive. Down at the Smiths. I guarantee you. <laughs> down at the hookers. Smiths. No, it's the Ridleys. <laughs> Lehigh, Maine. Oh. Dragging Lehigh, Maine for hookers. Oh I think Jess is done. She's not even looking up. <laughs> she's, she's through with us. 
That's our Jess, not not Mountain West Cider Jess. <laughs> so, Although Mountain West Cider Jess is probably trying however, to figure out what the hell she like, got. I'm involved. thinking you you might need some more cider. You've not listened to this <laughs> podcast before, have you? Uh, no, no, not yet. <laughs> and she's not about to, in case she's you're wondering. Like, oh shit! Oh, she's like, no, well, no, I can't no. share this with my friends. <laughs> uh, so I I do have other news from from me because I like to talk about me. Um, I harvested my first zucchini today. Yay. Yeah. You broke the stems so off, though. I Yeah, I, I just kind of yanked at them, and I think you probably should pull them a little bit better where the stems are. I told them to ask you for some advice. It's all right. They'll grow more. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care that much. And the cucumbers are soon, Jeremy says. But a little, they're close. Wait till they're a little bit longer unless you want pickles, because we've got a bunch of pickle-sized cucumbers right now. If you want, I can try and pickle some. <laughs> no, I'm good. You uh, just made some pickles, and they're amazing. So don't wait too long before you pick the cucumbers because then they'll end up giant and they and they hot they hide so you got to get them got to get them the the, the zucchini hid better than the cucumbers actually I was surprised so this is my first year gardening I swore up and down I would never do it and uh, here I am doing it (laughs) minimal effort and you're so proud I will say though the minimal effort is still working I have weeded once. Which well, is a problem because you should have really weeded several more are, times. How than many that. you were out there today? How bad was it? Not bad. Not yeah, bad exactly. at all. I weeded once. After Don't encourage him. So I did weed Dang. the bed before I started. So I guess technically I weeded twice. Uh, I planted stuff. I also helped you weed it. Well, that's that's your prerogative. I wouldn't <laughs> have done that. Um, so I did have frost kill a bunch of plants. So I planted some cheater plants, but that's okay. And then uh, now all I have done since then is go out and cut vines that jeremy suggested i cut which took like five seconds and it worked didn't it yeah and they started producing fruit and uh that's all i've done that's what i'd rather have fruit well let's uh get rid of that stupid purple tree and put in a fruit i love that tree i'm trying to save its life the one that's leaning over that took all of us to listfully leaning to the left did our appraiser say anything about our bad tree no he did not he did not he asked if we were remodeling that bathroom, and I said, yes, we are in the process of remodeling. Because <laughs> we are, because officially we, we are. met with our architect on Friday. <laughs> he had a cool, so we had our house appraised this morning, um, but he had a cool uh, laser measurement tool. So instead of a tape measure, it was just a little laser pointer. It was like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Like he was done in like 20, 25 minutes tops. For the By whole the house. time I saw the message that he was there, there was our message saying that he was gone. Yeah, it was fast. It was fast. I'm like, that is awesome. I need one of those. Why? Like, it makes my job so much easier. I'm like, I bet because like this room's probably fine, but the you know upstairs where you know rooms are 20 feet plus long, like that's really hard to do with a tape measure. And he's like, yep, I just go boop boop and it's done. <laughs> did he say bloop? Yeah, I bet he did. Was he nice? That's a technical. He was term. really nice. Very well well dressed man. Well dressed gentleman. Um, probably good looking. I don't know. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm sure the girls would have thought he was. So was he young, uh, ish? Because like, Cassie's the only one that has the ability to judge anyone who's older. Sean hasn't gained that ability yet, unless they're also young. That's all right. Sean's, she just thinks they're old. <laughs> Sean's boyfriends have all been unattractive. So no, Rourke is cute. No, he's not. He is too. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, he is. So anyway, enough about me. Uh, what about you guys? What did you do, Jeremy? That's a good question. So I finished the shelving in my garage. I didn't know you were doing shelving in my garage. Well, we talked about that last week, but you disappeared. It's true. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. What was I doing? Oh, was it when Sean uh, stalled her car or something? 
Yeah. Something like that. And then the Pinewood Derby. Oh, yes. The winner. So we took seventh. It's a shame. You got beat by a dang pickle. Out of 21. Not it was a bad. witch's finger. It looked that's like a the, pickle, though, That's didn't the top it? third, but... Again, if you're not first, you're last. Did you tell him that? No. Because I think you needed to tell he him He was that. heartbroken. Co- tell him coffee's for closers. Yeah, coffee's for <laughs> closers, bitch. <laughs> we did have a good time, though. We had fun. Although I texted Heather, oh, I'm so sorry. You must be sad. And she's like, that's okay. It's a good life lesson. I was like, how yeah. come I'm not such a good see, mom yeah, like that's that? That's what I'm saying. You Heather and me are see, on the same wavelength. See, you can't always win. That. Not everybody gets to be first place. Nope. It's okay. If you're not first, you're last, though. That's right. So I don't give ribbons for seventh place, buddy. That's right. First, second, third. That's it. <clears throat> and the second and third place are just crap. Your consolation <laughs> prizes. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. <laughs> Participation ribbons. What about you, Jess? Are you going to tell me you didn't do anything interesting? Today? Oh. Yeah, no, let's Mountain go West you. Cider what did you chest. do this tell us weekend? About, no, what did you do? We tell us. Know. Oh, this weekend? <laughs> sure. Did you do anything fun? I did not do much this weekend. It was a nice, relaxing weekend for me because we've been so busy. So it's been, it was good. I went to a, a going away party for right. a friend. Who was going away? A friend of mine, Amy. She is uh, moving to Boston, uh, to Boston. Live with, yep, to live with her brother. Um, and that's how I met my husband. I moved to Boston. So you might as well Whoa. head to Boston to go. Find, go to Boston, someone. find a husband. Go to, to Bean Town to find a boy. Yeah, my mom was like, oh, and he's from Utah, so. Oh, that's funny. I had a friend who moved to New York and met a man there who's from Roy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go out of state to find your perfect match who true. is from Utah. They may yeah. not be within this 20-mile radius that you think is where you're going to find them. Yeah. What? Church gets exhausted at some point. And, uh, <laughs> there's only so many people you can handle in the local bar scene. So We should all join LDSsingles.com and mess it up. <laughs> and mess it up. <laughs> I want to join FarmersOnly.com so freaking bad. FarmersOnly.com. Thank you. They're the best commercials. You you can. They go in the bar and like, oh, they're all on Farmers Only. And he clicks onto the site and then suddenly there's a bunch of hot country chicks sitting there on the like pool tables, like laying out, take a picture of me type stuff. That is not how it goes. They're all sitting on benches, (laughs) bar stools and stuff. Or she drives up and splashes the city girl I hate water. the one where they talk about the city girl and her shoes because I have a really big problem with them messing up her shoes. I don't like that one. Mess up people's shoes. What about you, Jess? Jessica. What about me? What did you do this weekend? Things. No. That's, you went to Minit- Minnetonka? No. no what's it. Say it. Where'd you go? I delivered cakes and I went to Bear Lake. Bear Lake. When did you go hiking? When did you go to the cave? Huh? When did you Didn't go you to Minnetonka m- Cave? When I was at Bear Lake. They're yeah. right next door to each other. I didn't know where oh, it I was. didn't know that. Is it in Utah or is it in Wyoming or Idaho? It's definitely not in Wyoming. Despite what you think, Bear Lake is not in I Wyoming. I know, but every time I go to Bear Lake, I drive through Wyoming to get there. You can. That is one of the ways. I know. So is the cave in Wyoming, Utah, or Idaho? It's in Idaho. It was really pretty. The pictures you put up were really nice. Oh, thanks. So, I did things does not suffice when you do something cool like go caving. Did you go spelunking? Maybe it's not cool to everyone else. Did you hook up? It's cool to everyone else. Uh, no, I didn't go spelunking because you don't go spelunking in a cave that has 444 stairs. Have you ever been to Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico? No. I would love I've to go. I've never been to New Mexico. I'd love to go there again. I haven't. I was there when I was. I've a, only a spelunked kid, in one cave and it is now closed because there's a dead person in it. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> is that the one down in Provo? 
it's not in Provo. It's <laughs> actually Provo. by my house. But it's out in Utah County, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. By my house. The, There's the, a dead person? No. It's a good thing that you did it before that person died. What? So what's yeah. the name? What's the name? Still there? What's the name of the yeah. cave? The Nutty Putty Cave. Yeah. I think he's sealed There's in. There's a dead yeah. guy so, in it? Yeah. Well, he, he, he went in. There. He died he in a cave. He got stuck and died. And they just sealed up the cave. See, if I was on Snapchat, I would know this shit. Not, no, it happened way before Snapchat. That's not a existed. Snapchat thing. Happened years and years sure. ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. Do you ever go to the hot springs up by you? Aren't there hot springs right outside of Saratoga? I don't know if they're still there with all the building. With all the naked people that used to jump in them. They weren't. That that they had a real. No, seriously, they had. A I'm real very problem. much aware of that. I know. It was like a nudist freaking nudist colony up there. I don't people. know if they're still there because of all the building in Saratoga Springs. Do you uh, do geothermal in your house? I bet you could do geothermal in Saratoga Springs. Probably good. I, maybe I don't live in, in Saratoga you, Springs, so you, I don't know. <laughs> you, you basically do. No, I don't. I'm not even close to where those are. To be you honest with you, almost anywhere you live, if you dig deep enough, you can. Because I have a neighbor that does it. I'm pretty they sure had to go like 120 feet, but I have a neighbor it. that did it. <laughs> Your HOA can suck a big donkey wing. I We've already you have had, no idea. <laughs> we have already had discussions about your crappy HOAs. There's no, like I don't have one anymore. The, the other one disbanded. Yeah, that's right. So you'll, you By just have order. one or you have zero? I have one. I would like to have zero. She just has the local one. That won't go away unless your neighbors all turn into hillbillies. What? Ding, 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 ding. Because they have to turn into hillbillies to say I don't want an HOA anymore. Because no, we've already, tried to ba- we've already tried to kick them out. It doesn't work. Seriously? Yep. That's lame. I don't get how the hillbilly thing ties in, but I'm not going to ask because you Because hillbillies it. park trucks on their front lawn and in their backyard. Yeah, and then you get fined by the HOA. And they get so that doesn't that, happen. And so they get rid of them. Uh, no, it doesn't because we've been battling our HOA forever. There's evidence of the lies and the stealing, and yet the people in the neighborhood won't stick up for themselves, so it's not happening. Your HOA are poopy pants. You have poopy no idea. Poopy pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of one of our Wi-Fi's that's by our house. Poopy pants. Poopy pants. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> Jess, what's going on this week and next week? We're uh, we talked about it last week. We're into fair season, right? Uh, uh, yeah, but there's not any right now. So, did you hear they found out the uh, cause of that accident that killed those people in Ohio? Corrosion. Corrosion, because they didn't take care of their stupid freaking crabby rides do you know that we have a ride company here based out of linden mm-hmm. i didn't know they're that. actually awesome and they do take care of their rides so uh but city it's, not of fun. The, it's not the oh the carnival city of fun carnival mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they're the ones that do the rides all over utah well that's cool yeah so they're local i did not how do you get to be a carny Go to school. I don't know. Is that carny school? Oh, why would you? Why didn't you look at Jess and be like, "Why is that a question for Jess?" Like, <laughs> Je- you look like a you look like a knowledgeable carny folk. How did you become a carny, Jess? Have you done that yet? You know what? I wouldn't put it past her going and doing that because she's so adventurous. She's she would like, just well, go to carny school. When I lived in New Jersey, I did spend a lot of time at the shore and on you the boardwalk. They got the thing. Oh, and Florida is where carny school is. No, that's just where they come that's from. Where they live. You just mm-hmm. live in Florida for two years, and you can automatically become a carny. <laughs> that's so awesome. Pretty much. <laughs> I feel like people in Utah are too clean to become carnies. That's true. So, I don't right. know. There was some creepy guy uh, on Fourth when I was driving down that could have been a carny. So, what's going on, Jess? I got some time. There's no RSL games in the next two weeks. Not at home, anyway. 
Do you mean time to like go do these things? Yeah, I got time to go do stuff on a Saturday night. What's going on? <laughs> S-A-T. U-R-D-A-Y. Uh, night. Well, this weekend is Craft Lake City at the Gallivan Center. And that goes from the 11th to the 13th. A uh, bunch of local artisans. Um, it's pretty fun. They have some musicians that come out and play. And it's uh, $5 for one day. Uh, $10 for three days. Uh, they have a VIP patio up in the Wells Fargo building. It's 30 bucks. They have different, um, like Harmon's has a little area up there that they do classes. So that is happening this weekend. Or you can go up to the start of uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah. Up at Snowbird. Um, they're doing their beard, beard and mustache competition. Yes, it's too late for you to enter, Chris. But, I know. Uh, I, I looked it up, and then I saw pictures from last year, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, Olio is sponsoring them. Can I tell you, I love those guys. We went and uh, we visited with them. We Every time we go to the farmer's market, we say hi to Derek because Jen's never at the booth. Um, but Sometimes she goes and does yoga. And so when we came back past him the second time, there was both of them there, so we stopped and talked to him for a while because Cassie's been using their their skin fixing crap. I don't know what it's called, and it's been working really well. Like she's really happy with the progress it's made on her her face, where she gets just massive breakouts. So, and of course, I'm a convert. Beard oil convert. Their oil. I use their tattoo oil and their tattoo balm. Yeah, so I, I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I was a skeptic, and they've they've won me over. I bought some for my face since, with no sleep and stress and my eat, crappy eating habits as of late, I look like a fat meth user. <laughs> or not? She's a liar. She just <laughs> <that>. it's like <laughs> that meme when your skinny friend next to you says how fat they are, and you're like, "Thank no, you for reminding me that I am a if, whale." If I was no, it's it's more along the lines of meth users are usually like bone real skinny, and I definitely not bone real skinny, but it looks like I've been like having an episode and picking at my face. But you don't have the meth teeth. Until no. you have the meth teeth, you can't call yourself a meth user. Oh, you could, but I wouldn't. <laughs> There's still a chance. Did I ever tell you guys that I uh, got proposition for crack at the uh, Wayne? You remember, do you remember Wayne's Corner Mart? Thirteenth no. South. I Patriot. sure as hell do. It's something else now. It used to be called Wayne's Corner Mart. I'm pretty sure you could still pick up hookers for five bucks there, though. But I was getting what gas. What is this, the hooker episode? Well, I was getting seriously. So I was getting gas there one night, uh, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe twenty, twenty-one years old. Really didn't want to stop there because I know about Wayne's Corner Mart. But I stopped there to get gas. As I'm pumping gas, a lady walks up and tells me she'll suck my dick <laughs> if I have coke. <laughs> I'm not joking. I. I know you could make this shit up, but I did not. I'm not making this up. She legit did it. And she was missing about three quarters of her teeth. Well, she might have done a good job then. Yep. But they're not like, they're not like falling out. They're jagged and broken. I think that's a, this is a problem. <laughs> Little sharp, jagged edges just dragging. So anyway, enough about that, Jess. What other events to go to? Are you sure you want me to keep going? I, I do. I do. And please keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I don't need to. I have a whole like. You're like, oh man, Wayne's Corner Mart. I'm going to go I there. I feel now. like we need to give him one of those microphones <laughs> yeah. that turns off. Hey, can you? Instead of the one he uses. <laughs> so one of us can just reach over and just flick his <laughs> microphone off. When no, I should just give him the events and he can just do it. No. But he won't. It's not as fun that way, Jess. There's less interaction if I just read things. 
You don't need me to interact. So what were we talking about? Oh, the beard competition, and then somehow we got to... Polio, perhaps. Polio? Polio. <laughs> oh, polio. Uh, but then we got to hookers and wrong. crack. Oh, meth face. Okay, know. never mind. Keep going, Jess. Uh, I don't even know like, we, we if stopped I want to keep going. No, please actually. do. Please do. Um, uh, I lied. There is a fair this weekend. Uh, Weber State Fair is going on this weekend. Um, there's also the food truck brewery battle at oh, the yeah. Gateway. I'm excited for that. Is and that, then your national it, arena soccer. And then next week, uh, we have beer fest. Is the food truck battle Saturday night? Saturday afternoon? I don't know. You don't remember? Nope. Damn it. Google right, it. My phone just died or I'd look it up for you. Speaking of beer fest, isn't Mountain West Saturday going to be part of that? Yeah, we will be part of that. Yep, both days. Woohoo! Because mm-hmm. they're more like a beer and not like a wine, Utah. Yeah. So VIP is almost sold out. It's at the Utah State Fairgrounds. It's the eighth annual, and it is also a fundraising event for the Humane Society. Uh, also, next weekend, there is uh, Taste and Tone, also at Mount West Cider. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So come, come do a class at 530, and then you can do some cider after or during i don't know how a little bit that. of both before <laughs> during before and during and after yeah. festivals <laughs> going on next weekend the dark arts festival is back at area 51 um they're bringing voltaire um tragic black will be playing our um also the uh World International Food Fest, mm. the Utah Cultural Celebration Center. It is their second annual uh, festival. That reminds me of the International Food Fest. You forgot to bring the thingy. Oh. Because we're not at the house. So we went to the Asia market after that. So I, we went to the farmer's market Saturday, and we visited everyone, bought a bunch of crap. And then Bree, because we got up late and went kind of late. By the way, I do not like being at the farmer's market at 11 o'clock. Super it's sucks. so damn busy. <laughs> I like going at 8. But I had lots of, I, I went on an empty stomach with the intention of having food there. Had some great food, um, some Swahili stuff and some Caribbean. Oh, you paid, not, Sudanese. Did you pay for the Sudanese plate? No, I did not get the Sudanese plate. I went with Swahili, and then I went with these uh, some of the stuff from the Caribbean guys that's over on the same row that Olio's on. Um, really good, by the way. Uh, but anyway, so we were leaving, and Bree's like, hey, it's after 11. You want to go over to Time and Place? So we went over to Time and Place. Because I wanted him to see her shop, and I wanted to ask about our rubber plant because I really don't want to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> so she said to come by and they will help us repot it. But she has some really, really cool trees and stuff in there now. And it looks... Have you have you been in there recently? Mm-hmm. Have you been in since she did the, the clothes down? On, it looks great. Yeah, it's beautiful in that store. It's really, really beautiful. Uh, so anyway, after that, I'm like, well, hey, the Asian market's like a block up that way. Do you want to go? Because Bree's never been into the Asian market. And she's like, yeah, sure. You need so, to take her to Ocean Mart. I like that one there on Ninth South quite a bit. I do like that one too. Um, that's actually one of my favorite ones, but I have not been to Ocean Mart in a long time, and I've been to the one on Ninetieth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still think that's my favorite so far. Um, but so we go in and, and we bought some stuff, a bunch of different stuff, and uh, she's like, "Okay, and this is customer appreciation. Here's a free sample because you spent ten bucks." And I'm not sure how I feel about it. So we were going to have you. We're guys, not going to say anything she more gave about us, it. She gave us two. There's no English on the entire packaging, and I have no idea what the hell it is. 
And I wanted you guys to try it to get your impression of what you thought it was. And I wanted you to try, Jess, the green tea caramels that I got. I have you, you ever can't tried call those? me Jess because we have two Jesses Okay, here. Jessica. Jessica. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like I want you to try this caramel for some reason. And I forgot to bring them because it's a green tea caramel. And I feel like you would appreciate a green tea caramel. It's so good. Like, I am obsessed with these things now. I'm going to have to go buy more. So sorry about the aside. The international food competition made me think of it, though. Nice. What else is going on? Uh, the eclipse. And what? also, dun, dun, dun. Um, but before that, um, Wasatch Community Gardens is doing a workshop on the 19th called What's Wrong With My Veggies? And uh, they're just talking, you know, like whatever yeah. is eating your plants can and why bring, you're not growing. Can we bring tree leaves and have them? No, it's about eat. vegetables, Shut not trees. Up. Shut up. I have trees. Shut that, up. I have trees that need inspecting <laughs> because it looks like there's some sort of disease on them. Your tree out front. Can I bring them? No. You cannot put your microphone down, Jessica. She turned it off. Pick it up. Why? Put it next to your I'm mouth. I'm done doing events. That's fine. You're still going to talk and we cannot have badge chat going on today. That's it's a good thing not. I said it on the table then, huh? <laughs> so, oh, the eclipse. And then I'm going to skip the eclipse because Wasatch Community Gardens is doing their thing. And that's where you're going to leave the eclipse? You're not going to talk more about the eclipse? Are we going to talk about it in news? We're going to talk about it right now. It's an talk event. about it. It's an event. Why do you need me to talk about what, it? What day is it, Jess? On the 21st. It's a where, Monday. Where do you go to see it? Uh, here, if you want to see it at 90%. That's pretty good, actually. It's not, actually. Meteorologists said that 10% makes all of the difference. It does. It does. And and when do you know when the last full eclipse came across the U.S.? Was it 99 years yeah. ago. Wow. <gasps> really? Really? A hundred years ago? Before wow. the Titanic. You cannot, you cannot put that down. You have to hold it in. You have to, we're asking I don't. You, questions and you look, no, you, you have do. three other people you can ask. Correct, but I'm asking you because I know that you've you've been involved. You're going to see it, right? Other Jess that is not put the microphone yes. on the thing? So, I am. So I've seen a lot of stuff. Idaho Falls, it's going to be 100% right around Idaho Falls. That's a town. You're seeing it in more? More Idaho, yep. S- so and there's it's a it basically the hundred percent is a swath across the U.S. from the Pacific Northwest uh, all the way down to basically the southeast more or less like Nashville it's going to be pretty much hundred percent in in the Nashville area and they're having freaking huge events there um, but you can go into Wyoming um, and Idaho but keep this in mind they are not places designed to house the number of people that are coming and so, also keep in mind that this is two minutes of your life. Two it minutes. But, that's all. But it, it's it's two. Well, it's two minutes to look at, but it's it's longer than that to get there and get back and deal well, with the Well, and traffic. you can watch it like like the full eclipse is two minutes, but like watching it start if, to yeah. And don't look at it with your bare eyes, or you'll never see anything You're, again. I don't have yeah. bare eyes. I have people <laughs> eyes. Just it is d- protect d- those retinas. <laughs> even though it's a total eclipse, get welder's goggles or make a box. It's really. It's it's a really cool thing to see, I'm sure. I've seen a lot of partials, but a, a total eclipse to come across the U.S. is really pretty rare. So, yeah, 99 years. A freaking years. That's a once-in-a-lifetime, like legit once-in-a-lifetime experience. There are not very many people old enough to have even seen the first one. So, Nope. But if you go, be aware, as, as I'm sure Jess is, what <laughs> what are you doing in preparation to go up there? Um, we are making sure we have a full tank of gas, maybe a little bit of extra in the car with us. Water, food, snacks. Um, 
Oh, and here you can't um, use your cell phones or might not be able to. So print off those maps. It's like yeah. Y2K all over. <laughs> I again. know. Yeah. So like cell, cell. That's a big. That's a big thing because everyone's so reliant on GPS and cell yep. phones. Their cellular networks are designed to handle, you know, fifty to a hundred thousand people somewhere in there. They're gonna. They're expecting like anywhere from a quarter to a half million people in that area, in the Idaho Falls area. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That many people, because this is because it is a once in a lifetime event. But you could go to Wyoming. It's probably a little bit bigger, a little bit further drive for for us in Utah, but probably not as crazy uh, density wise from from a. a well, there's fewer people there to start with. Yeah. I mean, half a million people, and you can drive anywhere in Wyoming. Just put a four-wheeler out there, and you're good to go. It's pretty flat. So I could uh, probably do it in the CRV. I looked at the path once. I haven't looked at it in a while. But so August 21st, right? Yep. And right around in Idaho, that part of Idaho, it's like, what, 1130, 1150, somewhere Yeah, and the whole thing lasts from like... 10:30 to 12:30, I think. Um, well, maybe even longer than that. But um, but yeah, it's like 11:30, and it's like two minutes long. And then you'll that. be so plan on driving up the day before and staying the night in your car with proper provisions. And there will be porta potties along I-15. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then plan on not getting back for three days because you'll be in traffic the whole freaking time. <laughs> Download some podcasts. Uh, yeah. Download a bunch <laughs> of podcasts before you leave because you won't be downloading them on the road. Uh, we have 63 episodes you can download. <laughs> we do have a lot. Yeah. Just listen later um, or download from iTunes or, you know, wherever you get your podcast. Just add a bunch of episodes. So, Okay. Uh, we are at Mountain Watch Cider today. Um, not in the uh, not in the basement. Not in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> not in the closed off little office. Um, it was uh, almost a year ago, a little under a year ago, that we uh, talked to Jen for a long period of time about Mountain West cider back in September of, of last year, episode eighteen. Can't if, believe it's been almost a year. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It's a long time. I did. I. Like, it didn't even feel like a year ago. I was like, we I know what we were talking like, about. Like three or four months ago. Yeah, we were talking about, it. Was like, we just had them on. No, wait a minute. <laughs> it's, it's been a little while. It's a different season. Yeah, episode 18. Um, so if you guys are, are interested in hearing a lot of that story of, of how these guys started and what got them into cider making, well, we'll do some brief there, but uh, really go back and listen to episode 18 because there's a lot of that backstory there uh, that, uh, that you can take a take a listen to as i say take a look at but you don't really yeah it's a podcast however we do have we do have a special guest with us that was not on the original podcast that is true we have jeff with us as well uh and you guys are married or something right we are married (laughs) glad to be here thanks for the invite (laughs) well well i mean we are we are in your facility enjoying some of your ciders and oh and it's uh, good and that door being opened is fantastic. Yeah. It's really pulling a breeze through, which is nice. <laughs> Glad to idea. see the sweat's not dripping down your forehead anymore. Yeah, well, that happens. I'm a sweaty guy, so <laughs> my office at home, I've got a uh, an AC vent that's about 10 feet from the actual central air unit. Right over his head. That blows right on my <laughs> I head. I don't even think it's 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyhow, welcome. Uh, yeah, so why don't you, for, for our listeners that, that did not go back and listen to episode 18 like we told you them to, idiots. because they're jerks and they don't listen to us. Um, I mean, Peter probably will uh, from the slot show, but uh, that's about it. Um, but uh, why don't you tell us kind of how you got in the cider business? Just a real quick recap uh, for those listeners that didn't listen way back then and, and uh, where you got to where you're at now. 
Uh, well, so Jeff and I got into the cider business. Um, we opened our doors November 2015, but it was a thought that was born in late, early to mid 2013. Uh, we were traveling abroad and um, specifically we were in Ireland and I fell in love with the ciders that were available um, in Ireland and all the little local uh, community ciders. Um, I just fell in love with it. And I, for me, it was a great alternative to beer because I'm not a beer drinker. You're my um, new best friend. <laughs> I will drink one if forced, but um, it's not my preferred alcoholic beverage. Um, so for me, it really... So s- I, I want to step back, yes. though. What does forced mean for, for drinking <laughs> beer? Is that gun to your head or is that I really need a drink and all that's in the fridge is Keystone Light for some reason? Keystone <laughs> Light. Light. Yeah, I've been known to slam down a Natty Light as well. Um, no, forced is really just, hey, I bought you a drink and it's in front of you. I'm going to drink it oh, okay. no matter what. But okay, that's good. It just wasn't my preferred forced beverage. Does that make sense? No, nope, I, I get it. <laughs> um, so, so it was more for me, it was a um, it's just an interest in cider. Um, I like the way it tastes. I like, um, I liked, you know, it, it is an alternative to beer. Um, I like that I could go toe to toe with Jeff, my husband, who is a beer drinker. Um, so fast forward, um, couple months, uh, Jeff read an article about how cider was the, fastest growing segment of the alcoholic beverage industry and there was so much opportunity there it was growing double digits year over year um so we really then started to look at it as a as a a business opportunity um and knowing that there were no cideries here um in the state of utah dedicated cideries in the state of utah we did a little research and like i said fast forward to november 2015 we were or 2016 excuse me we were opening our doors and We've come out with now four all-year-round products. Uh, we've also had a couple artisanal, small-batch, seasonal ciders that we've released. And um, and we're even looking now into distributing into other states. So we're really excited. That's fantastic. And cider is a, I mean, it's a definitely a growing segment. Um, my best, I don't really want to put them in the cider world because they're more of a malt. But uh, Red's Apple Ale. Mm-hmm. is the only non-beer that they serve in Rio Tinto Stadium. And so you can get Red's Apple Ale, which is not, I mean, I'm not going to put it in the same category as you guys because it's really more like a, a malt liquor than it's a beer like a or a cider. Yeah. Rush. <laughs> it is actually. But that tells you, I mean, that tells you the popularity of, mm-hmm. of cider-like products and, mm-hmm. and where that, that growth is going. And I think one of the things that our product contrasts with Red Apple Red's apple ale is that it to your point. Good. Yes, it does taste <laughs> good. It is craft fermented. So we take a little extra time and spend some additional attention and buy fresh ingredients to make it. But it's also, our product is also gluten free. And when you get a malt beverage, you don't get that extra advantage of, you know, those who have gluten sensitivities. Um, uh, you're basically drinking down a watered down beer with flavoring when you drink Red's. Not to denigrate them in any way, because I'm sure it's a wonderful product, even though I've never had it. Uh, but I'm happy to denigrate them. It's yeah. not that wonderful. <laughs> it's not that good. It, it tastes. It tastes just not much different than apple cider that you get off the shelf. Yeah. And if you drink four of them, you get a little bit of a buzz. But that might just be a sugar rush. I don't know. Well, and that's and that's a problem with with other ciders. Even if you look at like Angry Orchard and stuff like that. 
you'll get a uh, you'll get a, a sugar hangover from drinking them yeah. after a few, and you'll make yourself sick before you can really get to a point of enjoyment. You know, yeah. we say there, there is so much sugar in Angry Orchard and Strongbow, for instance. We say it's like drinking a Coke. Like you can't drink a six pack of Coke. I I don't think no. you can. Uh, and so you have the same kind of issue. If you want to, you know, watch a football game for three or four hours and drink a beer while you're doing it, you could do that with a craft cider. Uh, with with the national brands of, of ciders, that's much more challenging. Well, and they're just, I mean, they're just doing what every other industry does and loading it with sugar. So, and that that actually brings up a question that I had. Um, what's your what's your calorie count like in in your ciders? Do you know? Yeah, we we are similar to a craft beer. Um, I, it, it depends on our varieties and it depends sure. a little bit on the apples. Uh, we don't add any extra sugars to most of our ciders. Uh, we do have one cider where, um, we have a higher alcohol content and so it requires some Sugar additional natural thermal, sugars yeah. to, to get it up there. But, um, you know, our four gen reference, uh, regular ciders, uh, we add no sugars to. Um, the apples that we source in Colorado and here in Utah uh, naturally ferment out around 7%. And so you'll see ours listed at 6.8, 6.9%. Uh, we keep it below 7% for you know some specific tax reasons. Uh, <laughs> and, and it has, gets back to the definition of cider versus the definition of wine. We go into that later if you want to. But um, we don't add any extra sugars. And our ciders are all dry. Now, I, I will say that I, there is a market for a sweeter cider, and we have people come into the tasting room, you know, on a fairly regular basis and say, I like Angry Orchard. I want something with a sweeter flavor profile. And I think eventually we'll get there. Uh, and, you know, Jen, you could probably weigh in here, but I think maybe 10% of the market wants something a little sweeter. Um, it, it's a bit of a technical challenge because you can't have any active sugars left in your bottle after fermentation or you run the risk of it starting to ferment again yeah and that means your bottles explode when they're sitting on a shelf somewhere <laughs> so there's a couple ways to get around that you can use an artificial sweetener like aspartamane which doesn't really kind of jive with our values for the organization or you can uh, pasteurize and then add back back sweeten after pasteurization so um I think that's the route we'll take, but we haven't purchased the equipment, and my guess is we're probably a year or so away from coming out with a sweeter cider. I've got to say, if, if I'm casting my vote, I don't like the sweeter stuff. Uh, yours are amazing because it tastes good. I don't want the sugar. I, I'm not a sweets person. So to be honest with you, last year when we did this podcast, that's the first time I had tried it, and I fell in love with it. I love you guys' stuff. It's so good. I'm much more a dry cider as well. I That's when we came to market. We knew we wanted to bring traditional craft style for, fermented dry products to the to the market. Um, but like Jeff says, we do have a bunch of people coming in who are used to right. kind of the national brands. And it's like, well, you know what? Yes, you've tried that national sweet cider brand. Why don't we bring you a kind of sweeter craft op option? Um, so we, we're having fun playing with names right now for our, our next cider, sweet yeah, cider. That's an interesting bridge to have to gap because your your cider is fairly unique, at least to this marketplace, to, to Utah, because there's not a lot of options for just a just a straight cider. I mean, really, at that point, you start to look at wines because there's just not. It's just all sweet stuff out there. Like, I go to the liquor store, and I don't know of another really good 
you know, hard cider that's that's truly just a cider and not a, a you know sugary beverage. Yeah, it, we are very limited in this in this state. However, um, luckily Jeff and I have had uh, the luxury, I guess, of being able to travel um, to other states. And the Pacific Northwest is a really um, predominant, you know, cider region. Oh, well, it makes sense with all the apple orchards. All the apps, apples, right? Um, you know, Northeast too. And there are just some amazing cideries out there. It's unfortunate that they're not here in the state, and I don't know that we want to get into it. But it, it is very difficult to sell cider in the state of Utah. So I don't, I don't imagine we'll have too much competition here. Let's uh, get into it briefly. Anytime soon. Just briefly. I mean, you don't have to give any trade secrets, but feel free. Tell us a little bit about it. I'll well, let Jeff handle that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the hurdles, the <laughs> obstacles. So I'll try and keep it high level because it can get technical in the weeds really quickly. Um, uh, cider is, is technically a wine. We're a fermented fruit juice. And so historically, ciders were taxed as wines. Um, although in 1997, the... TTB, which is the Federal Alcohol, Tobacco, and Tax Trade Bureau, uh, they go by TTB, uh, set up a new category for cider. And they actually decided that uh, the price of cider and the alcohol content of cider was very similar to craft beers. And so they set up a new tax category. So 20 years ago, at a federal level, they decided that cider was more appropriately compared and taxed and treated as uh, as a beer. Um Unfortunately, a lot of states have never up- updated their laws. So in Utah, we are the we are considered a wine, and we're taxed as wine. If you think how much a bottle of wine costs, it's expensive. It is expensive versus a bottle of beer. Um, you can you get a sense that that we're paying, you know, three or four times as much as as you would on an on beer. Now we were able to make this, make this business work because. Uh, the great thing that Utah does is they have uh, an exemption or a reduced tax or markup for new manufacturers. And there is a specified number of gallons for breweries, and actually they're measured in barrels, but gallons for wine and gallons for um, spirits. Um, and just to give you a sense of scale, uh, on the wine side, we're, we pay a reduced markup for 20,000 gallons of cider or of wine. Um, on the beer side, they get a reduced markup for 40,000 barrels. Barrels, 31 and a half gallons. So the math works out to a million three hundred thousand gallons. So on a beer side, <laughs> they get a million three hundred thousand gallons. On the cider side, we get 20,000 gallons. Wow. Yeah. And so that's created some issues for us. Uh, we grew faster than we thought we were going to, and we're approaching that 20,000 gallons, and we've got to get the law changed. We made a run at it the last legislative session. We're working with some folks um, to get the Utah laws updated this next legislative session. But if we can't accomplish that, it means that we have to keep our Utah production below 20,000 gallons, which means that we would also move all of our out-of-state production out of state. So, you know, we looked at Nevada very hard last session. We'll look at Wyoming and Idaho next session just in case um, we need to move our non-Utah consumed cider uh, production to a different state. That's crazy. It's unfortunate because we'd love to keep it here in Utah and yeah. put Utah people to work. That um, really seems like just a, a, a poor Counterintuitive. Decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Like all of our liquor laws. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, is it's people who aren't drinking who are making liquor laws. It's people who don't, they don't know. They don't know the difference between a beer, or a wine, a vodka, a whiskey. A, like, they don't know. It's, oh, it's a yellow something. Oh, it's a brown something. Like, they well, you don't know, get I, it. I think that's a great point because, you know, I'm convinced that if, if you said to a Mormon family, uh, we're going to introduce cider. Um, they would think of, you know, sweet apple cider unfiltered that they buy at any farm stand, right? And who wants their kid drinking that as an alcoholic beverage? And yet at the same time, they've never had a chance to sample our ciders, which are higher in alcohol content, can only be sold at the DABC, which I think is the Fort Knox of liquor stores in the entire United (laughs) States, right? So no 15-year-old is going to walk into a DABC liquor store and buy our cider. And they taste much more like wines. We've talked about, you know, that dry wine flavor versus, you know, again, that if someone just said apple cider, you'd think, okay, that's the apple juice. I said I fed my child when they were two years old. Like, oh, God, don't let them have that. But so much more refreshing than a wine. And to be honest, you wouldn't want to open up a wine bottle sized bottle of this cider because it is it does have carbonation. Uh, it's, it's like opening a bottle of champagne if you don't drink it all. It's no, no, it's no it's good like the next day. opening a bottle of beer. Yeah. So to to group it in the same grouping as wine is, is a little crazy in, in that regard because it's just not something that's consumed the same way. Price point's not the same either. I mean, no. we can go into the volumes. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy, but we're working on it, and hopefully uh, we'll make some changes here in the next next year. Just yeah. I just ask that you be careful because every time they try to open up the laws for something <laughs> regarding alcohol, they add a bunch of stupid crap along with it. Like we'll get rid one of the design, forward, we'll get rid of design curtain, but now there's four options instead of one that you have. Yeah. And you got to have a sign out front that says this is a bar. This is a bar. A this bar. is a, not a bar. We are the laughing stock of the country right now because of a couple of those things. <laughs> well, that's okay. Our country's the laughing stock of the world. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'll make a political comment here, just because our friends at the DABC I think often get blamed for this. That's not uh, their fault. The DABC it's, it is, is not absolutely their not their fault. Yeah, the legislators uh, write the laws. The DABC enforces the laws. And quite honestly, our relationship with them has been fantastic. They've been as supportive as they possibly can in helping us comply. Uh, so thanks yeah, for recognizing I, I don't that. blame the DABC. They are working as best they can with what they're given from a bunch of people that have no idea what they're doing. We've heard that comment from a number of people we've had on the show, though, that it's not the DABC. And they have been good to work with. It's... Yeah. The folks on the hill who are making all these just—they're just laws that they just don't understand. They don't—they're not coming from a place of of actual understanding. They have a top—you know—a lot of them haven't touched a drop of liquor in their life, and and just don't understand that you can sit and have a conversation and you can have a drink with with dinner and not be an alcoholic and not cause your kids to grow up and be alcoholics at the age of sixteen. <laughs> Wait, aren't our kids alcoholics? Uh, no, no, oh. <laughs> no, they're not. And I, I will say, you know, the other thing is uh, wine, I love wine, but wine is not refreshing to drink. I've never, I, I I've never had a wine that. outside of like a sangria where I'm like, man, that is just refreshing. I cider, cider, on the other hand, I, I definitely get the, the refreshing sort of, you know, effect of, of drinking some nice cold cider. Well, you tried our uh, Seven Mile, which is our session cider. That is, to me, my summer go-to. Yeah, it's you know, great. It's, it's light. Light, it's... refreshing, crisp, 5% yeah. alcohol. So I'm not encouraging this, but, I mean, you could drink it all day long and, 
you know, still get stuff done. So I think that is a challenge. you should tell them that since it's the color of beer, it should be classified as beer. Well, that's an interesting take I, on I it. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that's but then actually. what they're going to say is the one that you just talked about. Well, that looks a lot like a Chardonnay. Okay, the problem it, with that it is doesn't, I don't think it does though. It doesn't look they like wouldn't wine. Know what that was. You know, the problem with that is urine samples, though. Obviously. <laughs> so that I had a, a doctor that I used to work with at St. Mark's who would he raised bees, and he used to take urine count cup samples and put his honey in them and then carry them around on a tray in the hospital and hand them out to us and then leave them on our desks and so we would have what looked like really nasty urine (laughs) sitting on our desks Mm. but it was really delicious honey actually you can see jeremy thinking about doing that with his honey this year (laughs) okay i just thought i threw that in there and you have a story about that that's amazing i i don't have many stories but every once in a while you know (laughs) so I came in and I noticed these barrels over here, and I'm guessing these two are full because they seem to very heavy. Are they You're, full? No. We oh. actually just bottled. That's our second release of Stillwater, our barrel-aged cider, which is going to be coming out in um, September, September 1st. So how long are you aging it in the barrels? Six months. <clears throat> yeah, so we... We did a first round of Stillwater uh, last year. By the way, it's worth mentioning. These are High West bourbon barrels um, that we got from them two years ago. So still local company that we wanted to support. Um, we aged it. The product is actually fully fermented, and then we simply age it in the bourbon barrels. So it never goes through the um, bright tanks to add the bubbles, the CO2. Um, so it's flat. Um, so that's where the still water came from. Still water is also a canyon. Mm-hmm. The good news is we've got a second, the second line of still water coming out later th- or in September. So. so how many barrels do you guys do when you, when you're doing it? Uh, this one was eight barrels. Yeah. It's about 500 gallons each time. So we'll take a 750 gallon tank, which has a couple hundred gallons of airspace on top and, and bottle that. And, What's really exciting, and I'll I'll leak this out ahead of time, is uh, we have connected with uh, Wyoming Whiskies, and if anyone out there has heard of them, Jess is excited. She doesn't have a mic in front of her face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give her a mic. Give her a mic. <laughs> so our, she's got too many. Our next barrel aged cider is going to be Wyoming Whiskies, and check out their website, WyomingWhiskey.com. I think it's one of the best places I've ever visited. Um, they tell a story in thirty seconds and. Uh, we're excited to be working with them. Jess is excited because she collects. No, Say, no, I don't need a mic. No, it's not. It's we, not we mic. It's it. not mic worthy. It's. it's there's more to the story. We want to hear it. Yeah, we, we want to hear. Inquiring it. minds want to know, Jess. It's, Our listeners deserve the story. They don't deserve the story because it's not relevant. <laughs> so we can make one up for Jess. Yeah. yeah okay. Let's, so let's, let's uh, see. What is it? So, so she was up in Evanston at Bear Lake. Uh, because she goes up there a lot. And one of the times that she fell off her ATV and bumped her head. I don't know that like Evanston and Bear Lake are not no, but you like drive related. Through, you drive through Evanston. No, I don't. Well, I you, drive through Logan. You can. Cause I but I don't. Because I talk about stopping at the track and you never do it for me. But I don't. So do you want us to tell the story or are you going to tell it? No, you, you tell the story. <laughs> so she was actually going up around Yellowstone and coming down south. It was a really <laughs> long trek to get to Bear Lake. <laughs> and she needed something to wet her whistle. So she stopped in Cody, which if, if you know anything about where Cody's at in Wyoming, she really went out of her way. And <laughs> yeah, because uh, Wyoming whiskey's outside Jackson Hole. Yeah. 
And she had this whiskey in Cody, and she's like, man, this is great. Where do I get it? Where is it from? And they said Jackson Hole. She's like, great, that's on my way as I go back down towards Te- Barrow. Technically, it's a not in Jackson Hole. Technically, that's it's in Kirby. Just outside. <laughs> Look. If you wanted to look, name if all we're making up this, we're making up this story for you, so we can make if up you whatever want the story. We want. I follow them. I follow them on Instagram and on Twitter, and they have done a special release that I'm trying to get my hands on that I might have to drive to Rock Springs for. That's the story. See, oh, it see, was, a, was, a story. it was a worthy story. That nobody cares about. We do. <laughs> and like I said, if this is the one you were talking to me about last week, is it? Because you were saying your friend lives there and they might get it for you. If you want, I'll have my mom go get it for you. You know, she lives there. Do it. We have had this conversation that it would not happen because she doesn't ever come here. And it would be easier to drive four hours round trip to Rock Springs and back. Yeah, but she could get it and then you could just drive to her house and not miss it. And I have to schedule out special time to go up there. <laughs> would she drink it all? Or? Driving never. She wouldn't drink it. Just an maybe, issue. maybe we can help you out with that. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like, uh, back to your See, I told you, it's with... very worthy of, of mic time. Anyways, back to your your <laughs> getting barrels from them because they are an amazing company. So anyhow, that's our next source for barrels. And uh, we'll age six to eight months in the barrels. And sometime early next spring, February or March, we'll come out with a Stillwater uh, that's uh, Wyoming whiskey barrel aged. There is a story behind Wyoming, too, that we sh- it's worth mentioning. Um, we originally looked for some barrels here locally, and we're struggling to find a, a provider. It just so happens we're broadening our distribution next week. We're making a really large um, uh, delivery to Wyoming. So it's kind of like our way of, um, in our fiat, <laughs> yes, our little <laughs> Gus Gus, by the way, hashtag Gus Gus. Um, yeah, we have a little fiat. That's not going to fit the order. But um, yeah, so it was kind of a nice introduction to Wyoming, and uh, and hopefully... Hopefully that'll be a good partnership for yeah, us. Yeah, Wyoming's got this big eclipse thing going on next week or the twenty first. <laughs> I don't what? get that at all. Yeah, yeah. It's not just Idaho. <laughs> not just Idaho. So there's a <laughs> bunch of bars opening and a lot of celebrations taking place there and we're introducing our cider for the first time and you have some very large orders that we're trucking up there later this week. That's fantastic. That's so how did you get into that market? Just Made some kidding. phone calls. Just, I mean, I mean Really? I mean, was it just a, hey, we got some stuff, you want it? No, but uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's amazingly different working with the Wyoming Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control versus Utah. And I, Wyoming, they don't care. They, It's yeah. just, you know. The, you have alcohol? Sure, bring oh it on God, in. Oh, my God, bring it on. That's here's exactly the, how it thing. works. When you have a half a million people in a state as big as Wyoming, mm-hmm. they're so spread out and there's nothing to do but drink legally. They're okay. Bring whatever you want in. <laughs> they're, they'd rather have you drink than do meth. <laughs> yes, that's true. Unfortunately, lots of the lots of people do meth too. I'm never so. going to Wyoming. No, but uh, I will say that they actually reached out to us because they saw us. They were following us on social media, and for anybody that's not following us on social media, we do have some really cool images and um, events that we do. So they actually reached out to us, and that kind of like set the stage for a broader distribution within the state. That's really cool. That's that's fantastic to hear. Um, it's always so. Cool. Do you guys get in a, in one of your trucks and take them? Do you hire it out? Like what? It- well, we're we're early in Wyoming, so you have two choices. We, we're considered a direct shipper right now, which is kind of technical. 
Um, once we build enough volume with restaurants and bars that order us on a regular basis, then the state DABC, so Wyoming actually has a Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control that's not dissimilar from Utah's. Um, they, you send your product to a central warehouse and then they distribute it out to all their liquor stores and bars and restaurants. That's kind of how Utah works. It's just that Wyoming charges us 15% to do that and the state of Utah charges state of utah charges us 86 percent. Mm-hmm. so there's a bit of a difference there in infrastructure nah. well and the 15 percent from wyoming so you're direct shipping now which means you can take it straight to the liquor stores yourself we can actually take it directly to the restaurant as oh, well wow, and great. it's just a paper you know it's just paper paperwork now are you still paying them that 15 percent when you do that yeah so the way it works is you then report to the state how much alcohol you've delivered into the state and you pay the markup to the state you do that once a month so they make it really easy i i just um uh, to your point, there's less than half a million people there, so why make it complicated? But exactly. uh, it is pretty darn easy to work there. <laughs> so what are some of the other products that you guys have coming out? So Stillwater's coming out. Uh, I'm guessing that the Wyoming whiskey stuff will be quite a ways away because it's got to age. Yeah, that's got to age at least six months, and like we said, that won't be till mid-next year. Um, our next exciting release, um, it's the second year we're doing it. We're partnering again. Again, with the Green Urban Lunchbox um, and doing a Green Urban Lunchbox cider, um, we had a really good um, following of our first round of uh, Green Urban Lunchbox. But essentially, if you're not familiar with a local nonprofit, um, they harvest or they pick and um, press fruit for us um, and. Uh, we ferment it, we process it into a cider, and then a portion of the proceeds from every bottle sold goes back to Green Urban Lunchbox. And what's the total that will be given to Green Urban Lunchbox for last year's batch? Coming up on $10,000. Yeah, oh, in a donation. So That's great. And that, you know, just to expand on that a little bit, um, if you look at a commercial orchard, about 70% of the crop, the highest value is to sell it to a grocery store and you know, get yourself a big, red, delicious eating apple. About 30% of that crop has models on it or it's misshapen or the fruit's a little too small, so you can't do anything with it. And some it's people ugly. I'm sorry? That ugly. label is ugly. Yeah. Ugly. Seriously. It's ugly. Ugly, ugly fruit. That goes into applesauce. And yeah, and so if you're on the East Coast, they do applesauce, which is higher value than fruit juice. Mm-hmm. Um, here in Utah, we make uh, apple juice out of it and sell it at Harmon's and Smith's and the like. Um, but so that's a commercial orchard. It's seventy percent edible fruit from the grocery store and thirty percent juice for the most part. Um, when you start talking about people's backyards, they've never sprayed their fruit. They don't trim their trees, and so you get about half of the crop is suitable for eating, and that stuff goes to eight different food banks. Jen, mm. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think that's about right. So what they do is they contact the homeowner, contacts them, and says, "Hey, will you harvest my fruit?" Yes, I'll come to your backyard, pick your apple tree. The homeowner takes a third. The harvester takes a third. And then a third goes to food banks. That's their typical. And more likely than not, the homeowner is actually donating their third back because most of the time they can't actually consume a third of their crops. They've picked what apples they can eat already. And the rest are gone. So in this case, we took that half of the crop that they were throwing away and we turned it into apple juice and we've made a cider out of it and $5 from every bottle uh, goes back to a green urban lunchbox. So it's a huge diversity of apples then that are that are going in that. 
Now, that's a great comment because there are 20 di- 21 different varieties we identified last year. Wow. And four that we couldn't identify that were also included. <laughs> so They uh, were apples. Yes. As far <laughs> as we cross, know, they looked like apples. So we threw them in the bag. I had a peach the other day that really looked like an apple. When I grabbed it, it freaked me out because it was soft. <laughs> oh, thank oh God. God. This is a peach and not an apple. <laughs> so, so just a quick question. What do you do with the byproduct that's left over from your processing? Um, our commercial orchards um, either spread it on their orchard or they sell it to pig farmers, basically. Or they just haul it away as... Fertilizer as, mulch. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, Green Urban's kind of a small organization, so my guess is they just spread it out somewhere. Because there's nutrients in it. You could throw it back in the land and reconstitute it. Um, yeah, so it's a, you know, it's a pretty environmentally friendly business. We make the most out of everything that we have access to. And I think we make great ciders and make people happy. I should mention, though, because you did ask me about uh, recent releases and future releases. We did just release Desolation. Um, Desolation is our latest of our all-year-round products. It's our prickly pear cider. That's the one we haven't tried yet. That you have not tried yet. We're, we're working <laughs> on that That's the one right my now. boss was considering trying, look, even though he doesn't with drink. That, with that cue, here she comes yes, to open up a bottle. Yes, she's going for it. I mean, we should probably drink catch the poor noise um well so desolation's been a really fun collaborate there it is (laughs) really fun collaboration for us because what we did is we partnered with southern utah wilderness alliance and one of the canyons that they help to protect is desolation um so when they approached us and said hey i i know all your ciders are named after canyons it'd be really great if you you know could somehow collaborate with us. And it was funny because we were already in the process of naming our next cider a desolation. And originally this desolation was going to be a fruit cider, you know, in addition to the apples. And we also wanted it to be a higher alcohol content, like a name like desolation, right? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, because of tax laws, we had to keep it under 7%, but... Um, it is our fruit cider. We're using a common ingredient from southern Utah, prickly pear. Um, we have a great supplier of prickly pear juice just out of um, Arizona. I know it's not Utah, but unfortunately, we just couldn't get the volumes we needed. You can from... really taste the prickly pear. Oh, yeah. It's too. sweet. It's so, so good. It's really nice. Um, and actually, our next batch is going to be slightly different. It'll be a little more with that pink hue, um, we we filtered out a lot of it uh, on the first batch, but you'll still have that really nice mellow, like melon flavor, and um, that that's really that's a fun fun collaboration for us. But I should mention it's worth mentioning too that um, Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance for every bottle that we sell, twenty five cents goes back to Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. Oh, that's awesome. So. That's awesome. It smells crazy good. I like it how is it delightful. smells. So I was telling these guys, uh, maybe it was when we were talking about it um, back in September of last year, uh, because you guys were getting ready to, to begin releasing it coming up. Um, the best thing I've had with prickly pear uh, was, I think it was Bolt House Farms made a prickly pear lemonade, which was fantastic. And I haven't seen it forever, but it was really good. But uh, this is uh, this is better. better (laughs) well and if you talk to the prickly pear folks there are all kinds of health benefits uh, that come with prickly pear uh, that they're marketing around the world I mean they're sending this uh, this lady that owns and I'm sorry I'm forgetting her name right now but they have a 40 
square mile ranch. Um, and she's providing prickly pear all over the world. Um, and it's, it's just blossomed as a, as a, a new health food. I bet that's an interesting looking ranch. Cause for those of you that don't know, prickly pear is a cactus fruit. Mm-hmm. It's not a pear from a tree. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny. What was interesting. So I said to the gal, I said, and, and just based on the telephone call, she's 70 years old, you know, and she's inherited this ranch, huge ranch. And I said, so how do you, how do you cultivate this? Like, is it in rows and you have to water it and stuff? And she says, like, oh my God, there's prickly pear everywhere. We go out and kick a cactus and that's how we harvest it. So <laughs> to, to your point, it's just everywhere. It's like a weed. It's like dandelion. Yeah. Well, I mean, what kind of farm equipment would you actually use to harvest prickly pear? Because <laughs> Mexicans. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is not farm equipment, you wow. racist bastard. Wow. Wow. I'm deeply offended by that. Sorry. <laughs> There's some truth to that, I'm sure, though. College students? Is that better? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, remember when... So, But remember when... Uh, there's some truth to that, because remember when they... Uh, this was, in the, I think, during the Bush era, and all the, the Mexicans stopped immigrating during picking season. Yeah. And there One were season, and like, fields okay, we that were that. just rotting all over the mm-hmm. South because of it. So there's some definite truth there. There's a lot of migrant workers that, that do harvests. So. That, that's yeah, a but huge... migrant workers is different than saying Mexicans. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. We, I don't think we can escape it without racist Jeremy. So. <laughs> all right. So I've, I've got some help here. It's actually Natalie who owns uh, Arizona Cactus Ranch uh, out of Arizona. And she's uh, become our new best friend. Um, again, a 40 square mile, which I can't even imagine a ranch that large that she's inherited. And, uh, she's oh, going crazy God. with, uh, with good what? for her. That's insane. I know square miles. It's a lot of kicking. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of college students there. Uh, a lot of Mexicans there. <laughs> college students. We switched. They can be Mexican college students. I, I, are you saying Mexicans can't go to college? Brie? I, I think she saying. is. Your mom goes to college. Oh, my God. Don't do it. No, no, no. I say no. No. So what else? So, I mean, clearly you guys are are entrenched in the community. You you try to source local where you can. You're doing, you know, the the work for the the Green Lunchbox. You're doing some work with the Desolation stuff, giving back to the community. You guys do other events. What what kinds of other community involvement do you guys have? I mean, you're you're pretty heavily involved. Well, I should mention our biggest community partner with it, which is the Utah Pride Center. Um, we partner with them. We've partnered with them the last two years since we've been in operation on many of their events um, and supported them in in any way possible. Um, we were recently at the uh, Pride Festival. We're heading to. Uh, Tory Red Rock Music Festival um, this weekend. But more than that, we actually introduced uh, Cider the last two years, uh, the month of June, to support uh, uh, Pride Month. Um, it was Ruby's Gay. And again, another portion of proceeds went to the Utah Pride Center. So they're a really big community partner of ours, Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance, like I mentioned, and Green Urban Lunchbox. But then, too, uh, we're very much involved in small community events. Um, 
I mean, I can think of something here uh, locally here in the Marmalade District. We're doing the Marmalade Jam Festival, um, which is a small community festival. It's only two years running, um, but we'll be there. We'll have our cider. We're um, participating as much as we can. Um, and then we're into the bigger events as well, um, like uh, the um, Utah Beer Festival uh, that's taking place. When is that? August that's 11th and 12th. When is that? Is I don't know. Next weekend, I think, yeah. I thought it was this weekend. 19th. Oh, is it the yeah. next weekend? Um, you know. We love hanging out stories. with the beer guys. Uh, we're a perfect fit for Brewfest because there's always a segment of the population that wants to drink something other than beer. There you go. Bri. Like probably half the lives. <laughs> I'm with you, Bree. <laughs> so uh, put us around 20 microbreweries and stick a cider in the middle of it, and we love hanging out with that crowd. Well, and the more you hang out with them, the easier it might be to convince lawmakers that you should be grouped in with them. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they're a great, this is a great industry. I mean, the entire alcoholic beverage manufacturing industry here in Utah, whether it's distillers or brewers, I mean, it's such a tight knit community. We recognize that a couple months ago, we held a BFD event here, a brewers, fermenters, distillers, oh, and it was a BFD. Totally <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a great opportunity to get like everybody from the industry together, network, you know, meet great re- restaurant bar um, associates and, you know, get everybody's name out there. So we're always trying to collaborate um, with with uh, the industry, with small groups. We have an event that happens here every third um, Thursday of the month. It's called Taste and Tone. Um, one of our own associates is also um, a fitness instructor, um, and she hosts Taste and Tone here, where you know there's exercise mingled in with drinking. I mean, so you guys have like awesome a spin class with cider instead of water. That's exactly, cool. exactly. So as you're drinking your calories, you're also burning them off, which is a lot of fun. Um, but I think that's just strong. weird. Uh, it's not as weird as here goat yoga. He have you heard about that? Goat the yoga. baby goat yoga. Where goat they had, yoga. You do yoga in a field with baby goats. Well, you don't even do it in a field, goats. but they have like baby goats and you do yoga and they like climb all over you while you do yoga. I'm just waiting for someone to get pooped It's totally on. real. Because goats don't care. They just poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone to be like, downward dog, and a goat just poops on their head. I'm sure it's happened. Or pee. I don't know. Snuggling oh, with a goat actually is a pastoral kind of vision in my mind. <laughs> yeah, you should you should Google it when you're done here. It's goat pretty yoga. funny. That's a real thing. I don't think we'll be hosting goat yoga here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, we got the space. We should bring it in. <laughs> well, I, don't I don't know. know. It, it might break some health codes. So, yeah. that think of the pictures. <laughs> a wedding that you've got weddings here. That's really cool. Yeah, we did. We've done corporate events here. We've done weddings here. We actually had our first wedding ceremony here, um, wow. which was awesome. We uh, had the brides uh, come in on our forklift, and it was amazing. That's um, really cool. But yeah, we've had receptions here. We've uh, had corporate events. Like I said here, we have a lot of fundraisers here. We've got a great space for, for entertaining now. However, um, I was going to say, know, if you guys expand just, and you're able to, to yeah. build the operation, this room gets much smaller. It is, it, it's already gotten smaller since we've opened. We've added three new tanks. So, um, yeah, I, but while we're here, it's nice to be able to kind of, you know, host events and gain awareness. So, so our next big event. Uh, this weekend? No. Oh, oh, you're talking about 
sorry, I go by weekends because all of our weekends are so full, full of events and local community things. No, our next big event is Oktoberfest, um, which it's our second year hosting. Um, we do our own little Oktoberfest down here in, in the city. With our favorite Red Rock Brewery right next door. And actually this year too, we're opening it up to another distillery as well as another brewer. So we'll have more options, more selection. Um, we've got a great band lineup. We've got Michelle Moonshine coming in, Talia Keys, Tony Holiday, Crook in the Bluff. So it'll be a really cool two day event starting September 30th, Friday or Saturday and, um, is that right? Sunday here? the 1st. It'll be here at our location at 425 North 400 West. We open up the whole side lot and, um, it's it's a lot of fun. So we're put we're up really a tent. Excited. Got the lights. So late at night, it's a fun place to rock and, and enjoy big the music. Jenga. And play Jenga <laughs> or cornhole, depending on your preference. <laughs> yeah. So that cornhole. again, that's September thirtieth and October first, and we're really excited to be doing it again this year. Last year was a great success, so um, I think this year will be even better. Are you guys doing any of the farmers markets? Well, we can't have our product in the farmer's market. However, um, we are Green Urban Lunchbox. Um, when they are at the farmer's market um, downtown here, we try to be there promoting the Green Urban Lunchbox cider. Gotcha. But unfortunately, in the state, um, yeah. You apple can't cider just can't. pedal Because alcohol. there's kids there. And, that, and if they see the tent, they're going to become raging alcoholics well, by the time they're setting. And can, can you guys can you guys sell your own product here? Or do you have to give it to the state and then have the state sell it back to you? No, we we actually are a package agency. It's called a package five, which okay. is very technical. But essentially, we're able to sell our own product that we manufacture from our location, and then it's just reporting the taxes back to the state. Um, so we are not only a package five where we can sell for consumption offsite, but we also have a tasting room where. People can come in and try sample our product before they they buy, which has been huge here in the state of Utah because cider is such a new product. Yeah. And then, of course, we have our production facility, which you can plainly see from the tasting room. So it's really cool because people come in and they'll just all day watch what's happening. Um, so how, it's I cool. mean, how busy is this during the day? Are you guys con- – because it's got to ferment for a while and you don't – it's not like it ferments for two hours and then you dump out the vat <laughs> and bottle yeah. it. So. Actually, our cider maker, a majority of it is cleaning – uh, to be quite honest with you, I think he spends probably, what would you say, like 60% of his day just yeah, keeping up. Yeah, he'd say he spends more time cleaning. That's um, what I've heard when it comes to distilling. And then more time is spent cleaning than anything Yeah, else. and then bottling. I mean, that's the other thing that we're always, he's constantly labeling. Uh, but to your point, I mean, literally you put the juice in a steel tank, <laughs> add some <laughs> yeast, and I'm done. you know, you can stare at the Did outside. Did he get an tank. official name? Because I believe last year we called him the Cider Meister. Yeah, we gave him the Cider Meister. Yeah, that's Meister what we called him. Uh, he's still well, referred to as the cider maker, but um, and he's got the best name ever. Do you, you want to know what that is? Yes, Joel Goodwillie. Joel <laughs> Joel Goodwillie, the cider maker. So you, you you don't need anything more than that's, that. That's badass. I'm making. By the way, I'm who gets make that him, name? I'm making him business cards with cider maestro. <laughs> There's no question. We do what not that want is. to name him Cider Meister. God knows that would go to his. He head. would be like, "Oh, I need a, I need a raise, guys." Yeah. Okay. Does this new title come with a raise? And you know, Jeff is—he's here all day and he's testing the batches. You're simplifying the process. It is a. Yeah, I mean, you have to watch them, but it's not like you just stare at the vat and you're right. like. Some days I don't. Uh, it's not like the opening scene of Laverne and Shirley. They're <laughs> bottling all day long. Right. Yeah, because this is not the Coors Brewery. Really? This did you just refer not... to Laverne and Shirley? I did. Let's 
<laughs> I'm going to date myself Let's there. not make anything timely. Half of our listeners are like, I don't even know what the hell that is. Google nope. it. Don't or don't. It's just okay. The You're opening scene anything. is just from, it's from the Milwaukee Brewery, right? Yep. Yeah. That's where they work. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, this chocolate eating scene. That no, no, no. no. Oh, that's that's a, I'm on the wrong. Lucy, that's yeah, I'm that's Lucy. Lucille Ball. She Sorry. She the glove on the bottle and watches I'm it. I'm dating myself. Yeah, I was going to say, oh he dated god. himself and you did worse. Because <laughs> I you did. Oh my god, my wife has no idea who Laverne and <laughs> no, Shirley is. No, I do. I got confused. <laughs> Sorry. Not my generation. <laughs> what? They did it on Wayne's World. That's true. That's Wayne's right. World, party on. See, that's, that's a, a little more timely. Not really. Camel. Okay, uh, slightly. <laughs> Wayne's it's World better came than out Laverne in, and Shirley. Wayne's World came out in the early 90s. Okay. Laverne and Shirley. Was the, squiggy. The early 90s was almost 30 years ago. Okay. It's still, it's better than Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> okay. She went all the way back to Lucille Ball. Yeah. She was That's like, true. She she's also a guest years. and my fellow not beer drinker. So <laughs> I'm just going to pick on this person I've known for Thank 30 you. years instead. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to comment earlier when you said you had to leave space for air in the tanks. I wonder what it would happen, you know, how, how awesome that explosion would be if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> or if you left too little. It'd be a mess to clean up. I think that's but, the best answer. What, I, I think it would probably just pop the top. I don't think it would actually, like, break the tank necessarily. I think that's true. And so, then you'd just have this huge mess that you'd have to clean up. You'd have disgusting fermented apple mush like speaking of your point. tanks and equipment that's not something you buy off ebay where did you where do you get that where does it come from well this is we we are technically wine so uh making cider is like making white wine uh if anyone has any familiarity with that so our steel tanks come from wine regions in california washington and oregon um they're manufactured the same specifications and all the equipment's identical so so do you guys use salt lake city tap water no yeah. water added. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all just fruit juice. juice, huh? Yeah. Well, apples have a lot of water. Yeah. Like they're liquidy. Yeah, I guess their water content. There's yeah. What is it like fifty? Per- I don't even know. What apple, apple, apple water. So there's water in apples. Oh, yeah. of natural. Yeah. Do you but press it here, or does it come to you pressed and? No. So uh, we source our apple juice from two different locations. They, they uh, step on them. Here, hear me. Yeah, the, like that was stepping party. That was Lucille like Ball as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. See, it all comes around. <laughs> yeah, she was like two when that was filmed. Um, so our cider comes from two different regions. Santaquin, uh, we get. There's about ten orchards down there that um, they're culls. So those are the apples they can't sell to a grocery store. Are pressed into fruit juice, and Harmons and Smith sources them for uh, apple juice and then we take whatever's left over and uh, we have a friend in the business um, who's in front of us for apple juice Jen you want to talk about him it's not Tom Shane right no, it's hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say Tom Shane? He's a diamond. He's a diamond. That's what he says. <laughs> He's We're not, your friend in the diamond business. The apple it's business. Not Tom Shane. Hive Winery <laughs> produces a cider, and so they have a great relationship with Raleigh, which is our apple orchard producer. They get first dibs on their apple juice, and then anything that's left over, we buy. Um, that's not enough to make it uh, at our production levels. We're doing about six thousand gallons out of Utah. And then uh, we're getting about 20,000 gallons out of Colorado. So um, Hotchkiss, just south of Grand Junction, was a traditional apple yeah, region. Yeah, might as well be Utah. Yeah, it's a, it's a drive. Uh, so they give us the majority of our apple juice. But we've tried to source our juice 
from the Mountain West region, and we'll continue to do that. It, it's a challenge, though. I mean, um, you know, we can probably pull 30,000 gallons out of our current sources, and then, you know, we're growing 10,000 gallons a year. We're going to have to look a little further afield, I think. Well, that's a challenge. I mean, it's not like there's that many apple orchards in the Mountain West region. So, mm-hmm. And no, and just last year, we actually out-purchased from our local Utah provider, out-purchased Smiths and Harmons combined. So just to give you some scale, I guess, there. So if the price of apple juice goes up at the uh, grocery stores here in town, you guys are the problem. You can blame us. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what's interesting is apples are a biennial fruit, so they tend to bear really strong one year, and then the next year they're much yeah. lighter. So, um, And this year the Utah crop got hit with a frost. So yes, we're did. We all know about the frost. Yeah, so we're a little anxious about how much fruit we're going to get from Utah this year. So I'm by no means an apple provider, but I've got two trees. And what you're saying is exactly true. Because <laughs> <laughs> green, like, green herbal lunchboxes yeah, no. in your future. <laughs> so, so, but, but we make applesauce and, and we use all of our apples every year. Last year, we probably bottled, I don't know, 25 bottles of apple cider, apple juice, apple sauce. This year, I think I have four apples on my tree. Mm. Wow. That's so, how I was with cherries this year, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you completely. It like rotates. I have a really good year and then I have a crappy year. Yeah, that's normal for apples. My uh, my neighbor has an apple tree in his park strip that he doesn't That's take care of. It's literally on the sidewalk. And it, its branches are laying on the sidewalk full of apples every The trunk year. is like four inches we'll take tall. Him. It can't hold up the weight of the apples because he's never taken care of the tree and he doesn't prune it. And so the, the branches are just laying on the ground. So the secret is, not that anybody cares, if you take your hand and you put it up to the apples and, and when, it's, when, it's, when it's early in the season, pull all the apples except for what touches from your thumb to your pinky finger only leave those two. What that does is that produces larger apples as opposed to a bunch of tiny bitter apples. A bunch of little crab apples. You get you get fewer apples, but they're much bigger and they taste much better. Well, thanks for that tip. There you go. Now when you when they have to start creating their own orchard because they can't find apples, they'll know who to come to. <laughs> What's that? Now you know. Have you guys ropes. have you guys cuz you've you've branched into the prickly pear stuff. Have you thought about doing other fruit-based ciders other than apple ciders? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're kind of limited in our production that's allowed in the state, so we're kind of halting that a little bit. But, like, for instance, elderberry. I'd love to do an elderberry cider. Oh, yummy. Yeah, um, herbs are very common right now in ciders. Um, Canyon sage is a great herb. I mean, so we're constantly... Joel is extremely creative. We give him very little direction. Um, and he just like, he whips out all these little small batches all the time. And we're like, we're, this is lovely. This is lovely. But, you know, most of our demand uh, currently is in our four all year round products. But so we... We've experimented with jalapeno cider, which I think would be interesting. Vanilla... And, uh, and uh, ginger cider. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some of the other interesting concoctions he's come up with. So maybe you do need to open something right over the border in Idaho just yeah. so you can do can more make, of these. Can you make sure he never does a bacon cider? <laughs> oh, yeah. or pumpkin. No. Yeah. Pumpkin, yeah. pumpkin, pumpkin spiced. Pumpkin yeah. spiced cider. <laughs> no. That's, it's actually, I Come think on. it's written in his. Starbucks. 
I think it's written in his job description never to experiment with pumpkin. Um, but I'd like to more like two-dimensional type ciders, like an herb and a fruit combined. Um, I think that's definitely where the um, industry is going. So we've made some recommendations for that. Um, what about like blueberries? I mean, any berry is great. I love cherry. I'm guessing when you guys come to him, he's just in the back of his mind. He's like, really? Do you guys want to do this? <laughs> there is a pure streak. Um, and traditionally, ciders Maple are and apple, huh? apple mm. and pear. Those are your two choices. So, <laughs> Oh, really? Honey? I never thought of honey. <laughs> You think there's some part of him that does that? That would be you. If you were their cider meister, that would be you. (laughs) Not that he says it out loud because he loves his job because you guys give him a lot of freedom. No, I'm sure he looks at, (laughs) I'm sure he looks at me when I'm like, oh my God, I thought of this great concoction last night. He's like, you are an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's leave the production to the expert. No, he is an expert. He's got over 25 years of experience and I'm probably just a little gnat in his ear with suggestions, but, uh. I'm not going to stop. So. No, don't. It's your business. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and you guys have, uh, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but you are doing some stuff with, with Subaru? Yeah, it's kind of early in the campaign, um, but we are partnering with Subaru for their national Share um, share the Love campaign. Um and it is really early, but essentially we are coming up with a special label uh, product um, to make available in certain restaurants where a portion of proceeds goes back to selected charities of Mark's Miller Subaru here locally, um, Volunteers of America and Nuggles. Nuzzles, sorry. Nuggles. It's a, anything dog related <laughs> to, I'm all over. Um, so... So yeah, it's still so early on, but it's essentially partnered partnering with them for their national campaign, um, and it's going to be more on a local scale with our donations. So, still coming together, more to come. Um, but is we're there, excited about that. Is there anything that you guys do for yourselves? Because you do a lot of stuff for other people. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't take paychecks right now. Um, when are we going to start? When am I going to start getting paid, Jeff? <laughs> I think you're at least a year away. <laughs> no. Uh, Actually, it's all it's it's awesome. We've met some amazing people in the industry and um, and the community. Um, we love to be able to support the local community as much as possible. Um, it's so fun to be part of a new um, product, and um, it's just it's been amazing, and it's only going to grow. And we are very happy with where we are and what we're getting from it. So, and hope we can get those tax law changes so we can stay and continue to grow. So I did want to bring up one last thing before we get to our our normal ending question. There's a bunch of artwork in this room behind me that I think is your tasting room, right? Yes. What's that all about? Uh, So we are part of the Gallery Stroll. Um, We are members. So every um, third Friday of the month, we feature – or I'm sorry, I should take that back. Every quarter, we feature a new local artist Uh, this quarter we have isaac hastings which is part of ih squared he has some amazing art pieces up here in the tasting room and he also does apparel and hats and things of that nature he's an amazing local artisan and um so what we do is we rotate artists quarterly um and every gallery show you can come in you can peruse the art taste some of our cider and meet the artist so the next one is 18th of this month. So, so this, the scorpion I'm looking at behind you 
actress. That's really cool. He's had a lot of success too. While we've hosted him, he's sold over three pieces. So um, it's been it's been awesome. We have a really diverse crowd that comes in to try our cider and. As we switch out the artists, it changes the entire vibe here, and it's just been so cool. So it's a really cool way to continually redecorate the the area there too. Yeah, when we have like the landscape, like huge gilded frames, it's like you feel like, oh my god, am I allowed to talk? (laughs) (laughs) And then you like walk in and you see Isaac stuff, which is like really funky and kind of cool and like black and white and monochrome, and it's like, yeah, this is a cool vibe. Give me a cider. We should get you hooked up with Cat Martin. You can have some of her stuff. Absolutely. We're actually, I think, uh, starting in 2018, we're opened up. So we're going to start booking out uh, 2018 every uh, quarter. So have her contact me, Jennifer at MountainWestSider.com. All right. We have one more question. And you've already answered this question. So you can have a redo, but we definitely got to hear from Jeff here. So we ask everyone this that's on the show. Um, You live in Utah. You've been here for a while. What's one thing that you would tell someone visiting Utah for the first time they had to do before they left the state? Wait, before he answers, how was my answer the last time? Because if I can improve upon that, I might just steal it. Just, just, just is looking up your answer. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's no, a, she's um, actually looking up your answer. She'll look up her answer. We do, we do put the answers on the blog. And oh. Do you want to redo, Jen? Uh, God, there's so many amazing things that in Utah. <laughs> you that can add another one. I, that was a selfish re, re, uh, response. Nothing wrong with no. selfish. <laughs> what, was, what was her? What was her original? Basically, response? come by the cidery and oh. try our product. No, that's not. That's that's, that's fine. not selfish. That's cool. That's it's a it's a Utah it is an experience thing, here, and it's, yeah. it's I mean, there's no one else like this. In it's probably Utah. good we said that because maybe that's what he was thinking he was going to say. <laughs> All right. So the question is, what would you suggest anyone who visits a state do before they leave? Yep. Yeah, they've never been here. Okay, well then you got to go with the church. Um, this, <laughs> what? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm Does sorry. That mean I, like, or do you mean like join the Mormon religion no, 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 or no. like pick no, up an extra so wife? Like, okay, fill or, out the card, have some missionaries come no, over? No, no, no. <laughs> but my, my point is, There's I a think, card? I think Salt Lake and the Mormon church is to me like Rome and the Catholic church. Yeah. And how can you come here without visiting Temple you Square? You can't go to Vatican City without actually exactly. seeing Exactly. You've got well, to walk like- around Temple Square. You've <laughs> got to go in the Mormon Tabernacle. You've got to see those gorgeous flowers, or you've got to see those gorgeous lights if you're here during the winter. The big Jesus in the mirror. Yeah, you you have to say, look, <laughs> I visited Salt Lake, for God's sakes, and I saw this incredible religion and everything they stand for. And, and three and- women asked me to marry them. It was weird <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> And then you swing by the cidery, you know. There you go. <laughs> you're not you're not the first person to say that. I mean, that is a that is a very unique Utah thing that, and it's a absolutely beautiful architectural, you know, thing to behold to go see Temple Square. So. You have to. And then I'll give you another plug. So, the craft brewing industry is huge here in Utah. We have more beers. We have more distillers coming on board, um, and most of them are within 15 miles of downtown Salt Lake. So. Um, you know, see a cider, see a new brewery, see a new distillery, and try something new because we are killing it here. And I think it's one of the fastest growing industries. So I, th- I think it, we've talked about this before, but I think it has a lot to do with, <clears throat> excuse me, Utah's unique laws have kind of put the distillers in a position where they need to create something for the locals because of the bizarre laws that we have to deal with. I'm making Jess look up. We we did a few maybe. Two months ago, uh, an episode where we actually talked about there's a essentially a pub crawl where you can visit a whole bunch of local breweries, all from basically 
you know, middle of downtown to like 21st South. It's like a five mile radius. Yeah, like a, radius? like a five yeah. mile walk, and there's like 21 different original distilleries and, and breweries. Nine. There's nine. nine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and there's more Chris coming just likes on. Chris to exaggerate. <laughs> we have Toasted Barrel coming on right up the street here. So um, I think the environment is constantly changing. Um, and I think. Uh, I think that we can we can hold a special place in the United States in terms of, of craft beverages. And Utah has made great strides in that direction, and I think we'll continue to grow. I, I think our crappy liquor laws have actually probably been a big part of why that is, has happened. Yeah, I, th- I, I agree with you. I think that's uh, that's kept certain people out and it's it's uh, supported growth internally so yeah, I, I mean when you when you can't buy Samuel Adams in the you know in the grocery store, you have to go to the liquor store and pay two dollars a bottle for. It's still a craft brew. I mean, truly, Sam Adams is such a small percentage. It's, it's still considered a craft brew, but to to have to go to the liquor store to buy that or to, to buy Rogue or any of these other really good craft breweries um, really instills like, well, let's make our own that we can put in liquor stores that people can buy locally for right. our business. And so up comes Wasatch and Uinta and these others <clears throat> who answer that call and Squatters and. Red Rock and Epic. Mm-hmm. Oh, Epic's been fantastic. So, well, it's very great uh, for you guys to invite us out. We've had a really good time talking to you. And and, and uh, how can people get a hold of you if you, they want to schedule an event or you know you know have you donate to their cause? Because clearly, <laughs> <laughs> we're not taking any more donations. No, okay. um, no. So our website, uh, mountainwestsider.com. We're obviously on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, all the social medias. We even have a Snapchat now. Um, but yeah, that's just how you get in with the hip crowd. I know that's what I hear. I haven't figured out Snapchat. Um, all, I'll just send my seventeen-year-old <laughs> over. That's the only way. The she reason you haven't figured it out is you're not under thirty. I'm not under 30. That is yeah, correct. That's, yes. I think that's the requirement. I'm determined, though. I keep asking, and I am I like spend 30 minutes getting trained on it, and I still don't know what the heck I'm doing. But anyway, I'm going to figure out Snapchat. But we are on Snapchat, um, but we have our website and all the social medias. And if you have any questions, feel free to anytime email us at info at mountainwestcider.com. Stop by the cidery at 425 North 400 West. Um, we're open from 11 to 7 Monday through Friday, 11 to 5 on Saturdays. Uh, closed Sundays and holidays, but um, yeah, we're looking forward to meeting everybody, so stop on in and introduce yourself. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Our pleasure. All right. I want to I want to talk about this this Ben McAdams stuff that came out. Does it matter? Does it matter? Ben McAdams? Yeah. Uh, I, Me on a mic? Yes. Yes. Because I want to know what your thoughts on the Ben McAdams thing is. So, um <laughs> Right. <laughs> I do, I do. So the Deseret News um, found out that Ben McAdams, this was like th- four months ago. Three oh, months yeah, ago. he did this in March. Yeah. Oh. Despite so. what anybody who is posting on social media under news comments, he did not do this as a publicity stunt. He just went out to do it for research. So, so and that's why we're just hearing about it now. Five so, months ago then? Yeah, so back in back in March or, or April. It was before the announcement of the last uh, homeless shelter that's going to be built. Um, Mayor Ben McAdams, County Mayor Ben McAdams, um, spent three days and two nights on the streets in the Rio Grande area. Uh, the first night he spent uh, outside the shelter, sleeping on the streets, uh, him and an, another person from his office who is, is still unnamed. 
and then spent a night in the shelter. He did make, for those of you that are curious, he did make an anonymous donation to the shelter to pay for the night that he spent there. Um, but he did this. He didn't do it as a publicity stunt. He did it, and this is why he hasn't told anyone. And, and you know, I don't know how the Deseret News found out, but they contacted his office, and he said, yes, that, that happened. You know, it was four months ago. Um, the reason he did it was he wanted to know what it was really like down there. He wanted to have an understanding because he's asking other cities, he's asking Draper and, and West Valley and Midvale to open shelters, and he wanted to know how bad the problem was, um, you know, if what he was doing was the right thing. Uh, and so he did this. And uh, it's a, a cool read. It's a pretty, um, I would say, not super descriptive account because he really did not want to do this as, as any kind of public activity. Um, but it, uh, he, he talks about witnessing people using drugs in the shelter, uh, witnessing fights in the shelter, and um, understanding why people would rather sleep on the street than in the shelter. Um, you know, and at the time he did that, uh, there were still families staying in the shelter as they were using drugs openly. So I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Is that something that he should have done? He shouldn't have done? I personally think it's cool that he did it. And I think him going down there firsthand and seeing what it's about gives him a better understanding of what we need to do to fix the problem. Well, it's like when we were, like during our interview that you'll hear when we talk about people who are making laws about things that they know nothing about. Like, you know, he's helping to make laws and changes on about homeless people and what they're living through. And, and while it's only a, a few days and, and probably, you know, whatever, it, it, it does give you, I'm sure it gives you a better perspective on it. And like it says in here, you know, now he knows why some people choose to stay on the street rather than go to the shelter because he didn't feel safe in the shelter. He felt more safe on the street. What do you think, Jess? Jessica? Jessica. I I think it's good. How are you going to fix something that you don't know how it functions? Do so you think that they should always do something like this moving forward? I Say that again? Should they always do things like this moving forward? Yeah, Can why not? experience those things? Why not? I think we should force the Mormons to drink, too. <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to make the laws. I feel like, no, that would not be a good idea. <laughs> so I remember, um, was it last year? Maybe it was two years ago. Maybe it was even longer ago than that. Um, Bill Allred from, from Radio From Hell stayed at the homeless shelter for a night. Uh, and, There's been actually quite a few people that have done that. And, and did you know, some recordings at the shelter and, and played some of that stuff on the air and then talked about that experience. And I think that's a, that's a big deal. I, I am a little disappointed that he has not spoken out about this more. I understand why, but I think now that the story's out to get a good accounting would, would be nice for people. I, I think the other half of it is he doesn't want the shelter to feel attacked because they're failing in areas that they're not supposed to be because, I mean, it's important for the road home to still maintain some level of, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I don't either. Um, they they still want to be seen as as responsible for what you know what they're doing and and want to make sure that the rules that they have are enforced. But, but are they failing because of overpopulation and things that are outside of their control? Well, I I, I don't know that it's overpopulation because the, not all the beds were full those nights. But I I think when you have a thousand plus beds of of people 
it's really hard to police a thousand plus people in a small space because if you've seen the shelter, it's not that big. And to stick a thousand people in some kind of living quarters, um, there's only so much you can do to prevent things. Like people want to hide stuff and get it in. They're going to hide it and they're going to get it in. Tempers are going to flare. You're in close quarters with people you may not agree with that have mental health problems, that have drug problems. And so while they do the best they can, I, I mean, certainly it's it's got to be tough for them to be able to really enforce all of their rules all of the time. Um, you know, you could have 100 security people and still not see stuff that goes on there, I'm sure. And there's no way an organization like that's going to have 100 security people. They can barely afford to keep their doors open year after year, um, you know, because because they're a nonprofit uh, and they rely entirely on donations uh, and a little bit of money from the state, not a whole lot. So. <clears throat> Can we talk about booze? Let's talk about booze. Because we're talking about Mountain West. Um, so the new uh, totals from 2016 came out. Uh, most popular booze in the state of Utah. And I think this is a fantastic report to look at. Um, so Fox 13, uh, fox13now.com, uh, they, they kind of <laughs> broke out some of the top stuff. They did a report on it, uh, I don't know, a day or two ago, maybe it was day, I don't know. I don't really care. So some of these I was surprised. Some of them I, wa- I was not. So they broke it down into categories, uh, spirits, um, you know, wines, beers, that sort of thing. And they did, uh, Fox broke these numbers out, top tens by uh, bottle count or, or unit count, and then by sales dollar count. What blew me away is the number one item by bottle count with almost 250,000 bottles. Barton Vodka in a pint. Yeah, that kind of surprised me, too. That's, I mean, Barton Vodka is disgusting, people. (laughs) And I know that it's like a drink of choice for alcoholics, like hardcore alcoholics. Well, do you think that that's a homeless... And homeless people, I'm sure. That's like bottom shelf. It's it's really cheap. Isn't it in plastic bottles? Uh, Oh, yeah. You, I mean, truthfully, you could probably go drink rubbing alcohol and get the same effect of (laughs) of Barton's. It is that disgusting. I don't drink any of the things in the top 10 spirits. So, and interestingly enough, Barton Vodka also took number two. (laughs) (laughs) And number two, this is what's really crazy. Number two is the big giant grip of Barton Vodka. That's the the college kids. The plastic jug of Barton Vodka. The big ass. That's, that's the college kids. <laughs> Jello shots. <laughs> and then down like what? Cleans your toilet pretty good, too. <laughs> Seventh on the list is a fifth of Barton's. So Barton's takes up three of the top ten well, four by quantity. The Barton Rothschild vodka. That's their no, like. That's Baron Rothschild. That's not Barton. Baron. Oh, Baron. Baron. I'm yeah. so sorry. Also vodka. And what's interesting is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the top ten by volume is vodka. Yeah, Fireball cinnamon whiskey in a fifth, and uh, Kamchatka. Well, that's a vodka as well. Tito's. So the <laughs> only non-vodka in the entire list is Fireball. Is fireball. That's kids too. Fireball. Fireball is kids too. Mind-boggling. That, that it's not at the bars. That's what people shoot. It doesn't matter your age. So what we used I don't to like do. Fireball. It's disgusting. It's taken over Jaeger because Jaeger used to be what you shot. Now it's Fireball. I don't like so Fireball. I, I will say this though. Uh, Barton. <laughs> so we used to hold a lot of parties and we always, I have, you guys have been in my house. You've seen my liquor cabinet. Uh-huh. I don't buy shitty booze. No. 
Well, when you're younger and you still have the kind of taste in booze that I have and you have parties, people drink all of your liquor versus now they bring stuff and they share. What's that Canadian crap that comes in the big plastic five gallon bottle? That's my mom's drink of choice. <laughs> Canadian Canadian club. There you go. It is disgusting as as all. <laughs> so anyway, we used to have, so we'd have bottles of like Grey Goose or Kettle One. When we were done with the bottle, we would fill it up with Bartons because when people came over, they didn't grab the Bartons for their <laughs> shitty, like, <laughs> gross-ass mixed drink. They grabbed the Kettle One to mix with their freaking Kool-Aid. And <laughs> kettle One and Kool-Aid. I'm like, really? But the I kettle, had some friends who did that, too. But the Kettle One was always Bartons, and we would yep. actually put the Kettle One in, a, like, a fifth Bartons bottle that we had dumped out because no one would drink it. And so we would still have the top shelf stuff in the crappy bottle and everyone was thinking they're drinking Barton's or drinking Kettle One. It's so smooth. Yeah, like, (laughs) no, it's not. It still tastes like rubbing alcohol. I don't, I just read this whole list and I don't drink any of these things. That's not true. You drink, well. I do not drink Fireball. Jack Daniel's Black Label. I don't drink Jack Spirits spirits by dollars. So the big Barton's bottle uh, (laughs) takes it away. Almost, Almost $3 million. Cook's Brute, that's good for... Okay, we'll stick with spirits outside. here. So. so my drink of choice, Jack Daniels, Black Label. Actually, my drink is Gentleman's Jack. Gentleman's but, Jack. But better. Black Label, uh, the the fifth, basically. It's a little bit bigger than a fifth, but it, it's number two at $2.3 million. Crown Royal takes two places on yeah. that list. Yeah, well, Jack Daniels, uh, the grip of Jack Daniels is on there as well. But then you have like Patron Silver is actually number three. Uh, with only 44,000 bottles, so that tells you a lot of people like Patron. It's got a good name brand, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah, Crown Royal's on there twice. Jameson's got uh, yep. two entries. and uh more Fireball. Again, Fireball. So now on to wines. It's pretty much all boxed wine. <laughs> Franzia! Like the non-boxed wine that I've I I've heard see. that that black box by wine is pretty decent, though. It is. It's it's all right. So it's a big old juice box. By by box quantities, um, it says total bottles, but these are all bo- literally. I think every single one of the top ten by quantity is boxed. <laughs> I'm pretty. The, the brute makes good mimosas, by the way. Yeah. So no, it does not. Brute no? brute is disgusting, cheap, <laughs> crap champagne. So cooks. Brute sparkling wine is number one by uh, by a long freaking shot. <laughs> oh no! So they reversed them on here. So it's by unit sales. So that's the number one unit sales. So your boxed wines are your dollar sale winners, which makes sense because they don't have you know five thousand bottles of you know yellowtail chardonnay that they're going through. That's not going to get you the kind of quantity. The boxes are like you go to that liquor store over there on on Fourth South in West Temple. And it's just like lines of boxes on the floor of wine <laughs> and the little mini boxes. So that, that actually makes sense. Uh, but yeah, Cook's Brute is disgusting. <laughs> it's so What's gross. the kind that we use? Uh, I, I, it's for, for mimosas, I use Martini and Rossi's Martini and Rossi. Martini and Rossi's Osti. Because uh, it's, it's sweet and it's got a nice crisp bite and it uh, goes great in a mimosa. They're not on so. the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because nothing that I drink is on this because list. Because <laughs> if you'll notice, uh, in terms of unit sales, Cooks is like four bucks a bottle. If you're buying four dollar champagne, <laughs> buy Mountain West cider instead. Spend yes. a couple extra bucks. It's cider way mimosas. better, and it's much better. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I bet the cider, really I bet a cider mimosa would be really. Have you ever good. tried a cider mimosa? Yes, yeah. and actually, all of our ciders are good for cocktails too. 
Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we're it, it it puts a strong punch in, though, so just well, be yeah, careful. because it's got a dry bite at the end of it. Which well, is... and also our we have high point ciders, so if you're yeah. making a cocktail with those, plan to have maybe just one <laughs> or maybe two. To start. <laughs> I usually only do one drink anyway, so that'd be perfect. Uh, now let's get to beers, because I know everyone loves their beers. Right, <laughs> Mickey's malt liquor? Is, I love what the Mickey's. hell is that? I love Mickey's. It's the little fat Hand green grenades. bottles. Little Bush, uh, Bush ice lager. All right, so let's let's go by unit cells. So the number one unit cells by a long shot. So at one point three million, uh, we have ice, ice house because you're just drinking shit to get drunk. Well, and what about the squat? Wait, stop! It's it's a high point dog shit. <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> so this gross. is this is not in order because it's, it's or- actually squatters hop r- hop no, rising. It's in order by unit count. Look at column two. Bottles. Look at the other column. Uh, so then squatters hop rising, which I'm really impressed that that, that squatters is on here and beating out. Because if you look at the others, there are no other local, no other local vendors, cool. no other local breweries. So squatters hop rising double IPA. So hops in your face, slapping you around, punching you until you're tired and worn out by the disgusting bitter taste. That's so hoppy. Um, I can't drink it. Almost 900,000 units. So a good 400,000 units shy of meeting Ice House. Is it just because I'm old and a bitch, but the hoppy stuff, no, I just can't I just do, do it. it. <laughs> it's just, there's just, just too hoppy to be hop. Like, I'm, I'm just waiting for the day I see, like, quintuple hop brewed <laughs> beer. Like, I just. It's, it's so not, bitter. The bottle melts. We got to yeah. put it in steel. <laughs> there's a plastic liner in this glass bottle so that well, it doesn't. Red Rock Elefino. Elif- yeah. Yeah, so They're Red Rock's there. in there. So yeah. Squatters actually has two, what's well, the double IPA again in the can instead of the bottle. So. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, good for them. I know a lot of people like the IPAs, but. Interestingly enough, since the, we're talking about cider, Angry Orchard. Off your teeth. Angry yeah. Orchard is, is number 10. <laughs> well, that's volume. that's what people know. So. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, I guess. Plus, now. plus they like for that now. grumpy old well, man on the label. they don't know what they like. They like what they know. What's interesting, right. though, yeah. is that they're com- they're putting that in the beer space on their report. <gasps> you need to take this to you them. Gotta, you got to tell that to <laughs> yeah, Jen. Yeah, we should. Hey, uh, hey, Yelly and the mic girl, pull it away from your face, please. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. Yeah, they don't put it in the wine category. Yeah, but I don't, know, well, I don't know. Well, I think if this it is, might be. I don't know if this is Fox doing that. And their recategorization. Either or way, this is the DABC. Um, but also, I don't know because we're also high point. So um, yeah, but Squatters Hop Rising is high point. Yeah, that's true. That's a really high point. That's like it's like eight or nine percent, I think. Don't look at me. I don't drink beer. I don't know. Yeah, this is this is good evidence here. There right you go, here. evidence. <laughs> so Bush Bush Ice Lager. We're helping. I'm surprised Stella is doing so. Stella Artois, well. I know. Because these are all. Here's the thing. These are all beers you have to buy at the damn liquor store. And this is where I start to get a, uh, I start to have a problem. Pacifico. I love Pacifico. I'm not paying $2 a bottle for Pacifico at the freaking liquor store. Because when I go to California, I can buy a six pack of Pacifico for like five and a half dollars, six dollars. I just refuse to pay 12 bucks a six pack here. Um, Sierra Nevada is really good. Um, it's actually one of the parallels I'll drink. You know, here we pronounce that Nevada. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I said Sierra Nevada. Uh, yeah, here we pronounce that Nevada. It's Whatever. Nevada. And I do love a Mickey's malt <laughs> liquor. That's actually Mickey's is one of my favorite camping beverages. No, that's what good, that's what boxed wine is good for because it has a little bladder. Just put, just put straw right Plus in it. Plus, you get all the little icons. You can. 
I like looking messages. at the caps. Yeah, yeah, the caps are great. So you think Snapple had the original caps? Mickey's. <laughs> Mickey's has the great caps. I don't drink either one of those things. Um, yeah, so interesting. And then you know, by by uh, dollars. So is the Red Rock Elefino just really expensive? Because that was one hundred eighty nine thousand units, but they're pulling in seven hundred and fifty grand. I've never. Tried I don't know. The do record. the math. My phone is dead. I can't do anything. I'm broken. That's a pretty. Well, they are beer. right next door to Mountain West. Yeah. They're br- they're br- beer stores, so you can go. Yeah, we could go, go look. Some. I like Red Rock. <laughs> I like their food too. Uh, their yeah. their brewery over there. So we've gone there for my birthday a couple times. So cool just list. Uh, just a little insight into what Utahns actually drink. So uh, I'm really surprised by the vodka numbers, the shitty vodka numbers. It's because it's cheap. That's what it boils down to. Just mm-hmm. gross. Vodka. And plastic. So when you stumble and fall because you're it wasted, break. it doesn't break. It breaks your fall. Gives you a little bounce. <laughs> It's just so <laughs> gross. It's disgusting. All right. Can, I, I'm going to be selfish. We have a lot of different things to talk about. Do you guys have something specific you well, want to talk about? Well, should we jump? Since we're talking no, alcohol but, and but, booze, but, but, the Utah's .05. Do we want to talk about that real quick? No? Yes? No. I mean, if you really want to, I was just going to kind of skip over it because I don't want to. Oh, we should talk about the, the, the Navajo-themed restaurants. I really want to talk about that because I didn't get to read it. And you guys were talking a little bit about it, and I want to. Okay, we can talk about that. I don't really want to talk so much about the .05 stuff because it's just kind of up in the air still. It might be repealed. It's like talking about fireworks legislation. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, that are talking about repealing it and, and and maybe making some amendments to it. It's all speculation. Con- you know, Congress isn't in session here. The legislature isn't in session, so we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, but, yeah, okay, let's talk about the Navajo stuff, Bree. You win. Well, okay, but I didn't have a chance to read it. That's why I wanted you guys to talk about it. So, uh, Jessica, you were talking about it earlier and it was sounded interesting. And so I kind of wanted to talk about it more. Have you eaten there at either of the restaurants? No, I just heard about it this week. I have eaten down in Provo at Black Sheep. So this is uh, an article KSL put up about uh, the, what's her name? Name is Blue Adams. Blue Adams. um, And uh, blue like the cheese, uh, not like the color. Um, She is a, a Native American and she is actually the proprietor of... Black Sheep, which is, there's a location in Provo, uh, right on, it's right off of Center Street. I don't remember where it's at. And one in Sugar House. And then there's one in Sugar House. Now I've been to the Provo location. The food is absolutely fantastic. And it is, it is Navajo food. So it's, I mean, they have the Navajo tacos and stuff, but it is, is very much, um, you know, Native American themed. The food so is very. To, not to sound too naive, but what kind of food do they serve? What, what, what's considered authentic? Well, think about the things that that are authentic to America: potatoes, um, corn. So Navajo tacos is a big thing. So a lot of fry bread, um, a lot of buffalo. So they do buffalo burgers and Ooh, stuff yummy. like that. So very American type cuisine, really. Um, but uh, it's it's uh, you know it's got some of the like using buffalo instead of beef. Wow, this is the Native Americans have contributed to two thirds of the world's agriculture. Do you know why this is cool though? Because she is putting her profits into setting a place on the reservation where they can learn how to use computers and get their own businesses. Oh, that's cool. She's teaching. That's why this story is awesome. I mean, the restaurant is cool too, but because she's putting it back into her own community is that's another Utah woman business person is kind of cool. Yeah. It's always cool to see, you know, entrepreneurs in Utah that aren't just white Mormon males coming back from their missions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, which there's plenty of. There's plenty of. 
Is that Doesn't you everyone love an MLM? <laughs> there are lots of them. Do you guys have anything else you really want to go over because we're running short on time here? No. Okay, I'm going to talk, <laughs> uh, talk about football real quick, and I'll be brief. Um, Utah was – so we're preseason kind of right now. There's some NFL stuff going on, but in Utah, college football is huge, huge. That's all um, we have. Yeah, we don't have much because the Jazz are worthless and uh, soccer is – Worthless right now. Soccer second to football, honestly, in the state. <laughs> And probably best. Well, in the United States, really. Yeah. But so we have the Utah Utes, who are in the Pac-12. They, uh, the coaches poll just came out. Uh, The preseason coaches poll has Utah ranked at number 25. Doesn't mean a lot, um, but that's a a higher ranking than a lot of people have put them. Um, Well, BYU didn't even make it, right? BYU has a a vote or nine votes. I think it's nine votes they have. I thought it was Uh, ten. Ten votes. So BYU got ten votes. So they they are definitely mentioned, but... um, uh, and then Utah State, everyone's hoping they'll do good because they were so bad last year. Uh, Utah State? Yeah, Utah State Aggies. Go Aggies. Um, so, are you an Aggie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know anyone that says go Aggies that wasn't an Aggie. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were pretty terrible last year, but football season is in full spleen, swing. Spleen? Yep. <laughs> Full uh, spleen. Well, there might be some injured spleens. Um, <laughs> so all the camps are going, and, and games start up here pretty soon. I think Utah's first game is the end of August sometime. August 31st versus North Dakota. Yeah. So, and then they play BYU like a week later or two weeks later? I, can't I don't remember. know. BYU um, plays LSU on the 2nd. So uh, it's starting. We'll talk more about that later, but I wanted to bring it up. So. I'm sure we will. Why don't you just finish that yawn right in the Sorry about that, <laughs> folks. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, anybody have anything else? Nope. Well, you guys are all quiet. It's you late. Tired. It's dark. Not late. It's not that late. No, but I look out the window and it's really dark now, and I'm used to it it's being still really light. Shifting. Yeah, the season's Right, shifting. but I'm, I'm used to it being light at this time still, and so it feels like it should be later than it is. Well, I think that's going to do it then, and uh, we'll uh, let you guys go. Um, follow us on Twitter uh, at TN, at the New Utah Podcast, at TNU Podcast. <laughs> I don't even know. Anymore. All that cider is gone at to your head. TNU Podcast, and then uh, you can visit us on Facebook, the New Utah Podcast, or the New Um Check us out. If you like what you hear, share it. Um, uh, that, that helps us the most. Leave us a review. Um, feel free to leave comments on our blog or Facebook or whatever. Uh, and thanks again to Mountain West Cider for hosting yes. us. Yes. You're welcome. And once again, Absolutely. Jess from Mountain West Cider, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Although, we're still working on the Snapchat. So, Have you sent any dick pics out to your followers yet on Snapchat? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you can. And then MountainWestCider.com. You can come check out our uh, website, see our ciders and what we've got. And you can always, uh, we're at most of the festivals, so see what we're doing and come say hi. Yeah, and if you guys haven't tried their ciders, mm-hmm. I would suggest, what's the, the light one, Seven Seasons, is that what it's called? Seven Mile. Seven Mile. It's a they're session. All named after, yeah. They're all named after canyons and trails, right? Canyons in Utah. Canyons mm-hmm. in Utah. So, um, yeah, Seven Mile is is really light. 
I don't know anyone that I know that wouldn't like it. It's it's it really good. really good. Um, so if you're interested in trying it, that's where I would suggest to start I like personally. That prickly pear one. Um, yeah, that prickly pear one's good. But if you're scared and you don't want to spend the, I don't know, they were the, not even that expensive, seven bucks. It's a about six dollars yeah. here and the and then and, cidery. And just just come into the cidery and they'll let you taste it, mm-hmm. and then you can buy a bottle or two. It is five dollars for a tasting, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, they can't give it away yeah. for free. It's, it's because illegal. Because Utah's stupid, but uh, then. <laughs> but you can taste it. But you can taste all yeah. of them for five bucks, right? Yeah. Think? So, well, we can only give you five total ounces, mm-hmm. um, so you can mix that up however you want. Um, so. But come on in and and get one ounce of each and an extra ounce of your favorite. And that's <laughs> what I would suggest. Or get one ounce of each and then try the desolation. Yeah, the desolation is. Really it's really good. good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. But but definitely give it a try. It's it's. It was kind of shocking because I wasn't expecting a dry cider. Uh, I was expecting this typical sweet, gross, angry orchard type cider. Just not for me. This is so much better. So uh, thanks again for having us. It's been fantastic. You're and, welcome. Uh, everyone have a great night. Good night, everybody. Good night.